0: Trap trap Trap
1: Everyone
2: welcome to the brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me Adam Hunter. I'm here with Ween Dog What's up, dude? Uh, Dog is here. Uh, we, we have a, a great show. We also have Justin Wood. What's up, buddy? Hey,
3: what's up? Thanks for
2: having me. If you guys don't know Justin Wood, Justin Wood is a uh, Marine. Uh, Army. M- Army, even better. <laughs> uh, great guy and also a very funny comedian. Uh, we got a great show. We got uh, uh, Usman calling in, Kamaru Usman, who some people are very angry with. I don't know why, uh, but people... What was are, that
4: speech he gave after his fight? This speech the
2: speech at 30%. I think I I think I know what he meant. Yeah, he came out with a tweet like stating, I, mean, I was at 30% health. You know yeah. Right. Yeah, like Not not. I only gave it 30%, yeah. but everyone kind of took it that way.
4: douchebag is everybody thought, huh? Everyone's
2: like, oh, yeah, why should I pay to have you do 30%, you know? <laughs> but I, I, I figure, I know what he meant. Also, uh, we have uh, Rob Emerson is going to be, uh, we're talking to him. I hung out with him in, in uh, Arizona. Wow. That guy's got some crazy-ass stories. Uh, and I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people, marijuana's legal in California. Uh, it's you know, sometimes you want to smoke or you want to do vape or you want to do edibles or you want to do CBD oil or you want to be flower. The only place to go is Speedweed.com. A lot of times you have to get, if, you, if like you don't have a license and you don't want to drive, gas is expensive, you got to find parking, you got to get out, you got to go to the dispensary, you have to go there. You might run into someone you know, they're going to judge you or whatever it is. Don't leave your place. Order Speedweed, they will come to you. How, how, I mean, look, I mean, look, when you want pizza, do you want to go out for pizza? No. Okay, when you want uh, other things to get it delivered, right? It's like Amazon for weed, dude. Exactly. Imagine you have to go to China every time you want to order something from China. <laughs> <laughs> so, speedweed.com, uh, order uh, anything over $100, type in roasted, and you get 10% off your marijuana, oh, nice. which, is, uh, which is good. So, I, I just got back from Arizona. Arizona was a lot of fun.
4: Um, how was Arizona, Adam?
2: Arizona was awesome. Uh, the whole uh, fight camp of uh, uh, Arizona, the, the MMA lab came. It oh, was wow. awesome. Saturday night was like, uh, uh, Drakar Close came, and all, all those, Rob Emerson, all those great nice. fighters, some guy that's fighting in uh, LFA this week, uh, the Wolfman, he's fighting uh, for a title, actually. Wow. And then we, uh, we all went out afterwards, and... Um, it was fun. I went to a club. It's weird going to a club when you're married. It's just not, it's just not <laughs> yeah. as fun anymore. I mean, especially in Arizona because the clubs right. are all like <laughs> swinger clubs. It's even yeah, up. yeah. But of course, last night after the second show, some tall-ass girl that was gorgeous was like, hey, um, what are you doing later? Uh, you want to go down the block? And uh, I, she's like, I live down the block. I'm like, you never when I was single no one ever lived on the fucking never. block or, no. or, or invited me down the block uh, you just heard my act about my marriage and everything else like yeah. that women are just I honestly think that when you're married and you have to give something up what, to cheat like when you cheat with a girl and you're married they feel that much more special like wow he's willing to throw it all away for me I must have right. a really valuable vagina um, which <laughs> yeah. you do anyway you know. Yeah. Uh, but I just look I'm not it's not even that I don't Look, everybody wants, every guy wants to cheat. You, 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 if, if you meet yes. a guy who's like, I'm only attracted to my wife, that dude probably has dead bodies in his basement. <laughs> he, something's wrong with him, uh-huh. okay? But I don't want to fuck over my wife. We have a commitment. Right. And also, all, all that headspace that that would take in my head, that's all I'd be thinking about all day. And anytime my wife said to me, I love you, you're great, I would just be like, I'm a piece of shit. I, I'm lying to you. Right. And I, It's really for me. It's for me. I don't have... I, I'm not able to do it. Some people can just cheat or they make, the, they make the rationalization of like, well, I'm not in a relationship, so it's not really cheating. Like, like I, I'm gonna, I, I, like like they, they're they with yeah. their girlfriend, but they're like, oh, I don't consider one night stands cheating because I'm not giving my emotional self to her. I'm like, yeah. that's, or...
3: Let your wife do that and answer the same answer he, like that.
2: Right, right. I just, look, I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I'm just saying that <laughs> I'm not strong. I'm not, not strong enough. I'm not able to really kind of compartmentalize my own inner thoughts mm-hmm. to be able to cheat some guys can do it and you know better for you uh right. i've always been like that kind of guy i think i think maybe it was my boarding school that i went to where they told me if like you broke ethics you were gonna have a guilty conscience and then you were gonna fuck up <laughs> and never be able to achieve anything in your life and mm-hmm. maybe that's it but anyway so how are you well, it's funny you mentioned that because
4: we have a mutual friend who's a comic and uh, he's married and he told me that when he's on the road, he has Tinder and he just swipes on Tinder just to see who matches with him. How do you feel I, about I, that?
2: Uh, I think that you're playing with fire there. Because, yeah, right. look, first of all, that guy's, I know what you're talking about, that guy's not cheating. Uh-huh. He just wants to feel wanted. Uh-huh. So, obviously, he's very insecure. Mm-hmm. But also, now you have to explain to somebody who says, Screenshots that so to your wife. Oh, I wasn't cheating. I just wanted to see who liked yeah, me. Good luck. So, yeah, <laughs> you know like, that. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's if you're gonna do that, you might as well cheat. If, uh-huh. if you're gonna get blamed for something, you might as well do it. Uh-huh. So, anyway, how are you, Justin?
3: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me. Just uh, came over from Santa Monica and uh, wanted to come to the podcast. No,
2: you're a good guy, Justin. Uh, <laughs> I first met you because you put on these comedy shows. For military people with issues, yeah. Uh, So basically, I did like it's sort of like a recovery recovery halfway house. Mm -hmm. So how did you get into that? Um,
3: When I moved out here from Ohio, I was just looking for a job, and I found this job just doing like desk work at a uh, a homeless veterans center. And while I was working there, I would always have my joke book out while I was bored. And one of the, you know, I made the not really a mistake, but one of the clients is like. What are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just writing jokes. Like, oh, you do comedy? I was like, yeah. They're like, well, give us some tickets. We want to come out and see you. I was like, there's two drink minimums. You guys are homeless. You can't afford to come out to the thing. So what I thought was, why don't I just bring comics to this center and just have a monthly comedy show here? So we
2: that's how that. I did it. Yeah, because I thought maybe you were in living in that center at one point or
3: at the. I was living in the Hollywood Center. When that was for Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, and it was like kind of like a dorm almost. And if you were in school or working, you could like live there. Okay, and so pay. so so
2: Iraq, you were you, were you in Iraq?
3: I was in Iraq.
2: Uh, now, uh, now, so you, so you get back from Iraq, mm-hmm. you pick Hollywood out of all places to live?
3: Yeah, I got back, and uh, you know I was early 20s and like every other veteran, I was married because I thought that was a thing to do when you were 22 and you've been together with someone <laughs> for five months. But uh, so I get back, get divorced, everything's not going right. So uh, my buddy, MMA fighter Junie Browning was out here.
2: Now, and, and where'd you meet Junie?
3: I met him. He was actually in the army for a little bit. Oh. Yeah. You guys and, were,
2: you guys were uh, stationed together? Yeah,
3: we were like roommates. Oh, God, out of all people, roommates <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, army? Yeah, me and Junie.
2: Now, what was he like in the army? he
3: Dude, Junie is one of the nicest people you ever meet. Like, I I can't argue when people are like, "No, we've seen him." It's like, yeah, that's yeah. You know, if you don't believe me, I trust me one hundred percent. I get it. But he's one of the nicest dudes you ever meet. And like when him and I were living together in South Carolina, like it was fun. Like this dude was like a, just a stud. Like all of our physical training tests, like he was always top of the class on everything. But uh,
2: why did he get kicked out, or did he get kicked out? He, he just out. didn't
3: like it. He wanted to start. Fight. He started fighting, and he's like, "Yeah, I'd rather, much rather be a fighter than right. you know, go to Iraq." But um, so I get home and I start doing comedy in like 2009, like right well, after my well, divorce. Before that,
2: what mm-hmm. was your uh, position in in Iraq?
3: Um, I was just human resource. Like, I wasn't, like, kicking doors in or anything. I was just over there typing on typewriter, well, computer. Is that because you
2: got better grades and everybody? You scored higher? No,
3: it's because that's what I signed up for when I did that. Because I was like, what job why not be kicking in doors? <laughs> and what's the safest job? Because I signed up in 2003, so obviously I knew I was going over there. And
2: you're from South Carolina?
3: No, I'm from Ohio, but I was oh. stationed in South oh, okay. Carolina at first. Like,
2: so you go there, you're doing human resources for the military?
3: Yeah, just typing up. And then... Uh, we got over there during rain season, quote unquote, for Iraq, and we were right by the mail terminal where all the water and the, all the water was going in like ruining people's mail. So they hired like 12 Iraqi civilians to come dig trenches around the building. So for nine hours a day, I'd like go out there and just like babysit these guys, just sit there and watch were them. Were the nice guys? Yeah, they were great. Except one, we did have one incident where these two guys were arguing it and I was with the trans. I was like what are they they arguing about like religion I was like
2: oh god and I
3: was like oh man is it gonna get bad he's like no 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 everything's under control (laughs) and as I'm walking away I just hear the echo of a shovel and I look back and there's a guy on the ground like covering his forehead up like blood gushing I was like what happened they're like that dude just hit him with the shovel. I was like, holy sh-. Like, it sounded like a cartoon. Yeah, like, but
2: what, allowed... did, you, did you break it up? and you yell yeah, at Yeah, the guy? we broke
3: it up, and then we had to escort the guy off uh, post, and obviously didn't bring him back
2: anymore. Well, it sounds like he's, you know, at least equipped with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, so, so so you get back, you, you pick Hollywood because.
3: Because Junie was living in LA, and I had just started doing comedy. This, this is... is
2: after Ultimate Fighter?
3: Yeah, yeah. So this so is... you
2: had, he had already had the reputation of like. Yeah, yeah. Now, now when you're watching the show, are you like. That's not the Junie I know. Yeah,
3: exactly. Because I Junie told me before he even left to do the show, he was like, "Look, if I don't win this thing, people are going to remember who I am." And I was like, "Oh, okay. So you're going to go there? Like, I know Junie. He's one of the funniest dudes you ever meet. Too like cool sense of humor." So it's like, "Oh, okay. He's going to be like the prankster of the house. Like he's going to have like a lot of fun." And um, he so he gets back, and I'm like, "So how'd it go?" He's like, well, I can't tell you the results, but people are going to know who I am. Oh like, he's like, God. just be ready. I was like, what are you talking about? And he tells me, he's like, yeah, the, check this out. There's one night where I just get naked and I run around in the backyard and people throw eggs at me. And I was like, oh, okay. So he just had some fun there. <laughs> Those are the best
2: seasons. I remember the, one of the first times I met Dana White at a party, he was telling me about how, uh, how he had to like, he just got back from going to court. Yeah. because they had to defend the fact that they wanted to throw Ultimate Fighter off the air because two guys jerked off in someone's sushi. That was that oh, season. I remember yeah, that, yeah, that was season. and season. Yeah. And he he had to go there and say that it wasn't real – Uh, sperm to like the judge like that was it was dana white defending like the 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 non-sperm sushi he said it's the most ridiculous thing he's ever done in his life it was was actually sperm was it actually yeah i think it was yeah yeah of course it was Kaplan
3: sushi and uh kingsbury did it
2: right 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 (laughs) okay so so you're living with (laughs) juni yeah now is juni on drugs at this point is he out of his? no
3: he's i mean you know it's no secret he battles you know Yeah, yeah some mental health stuff But when I first moved out here, he was in camp. Like, he was over at 10th Planet. Like, I never, I haven't seen him this motivated since the Kaplan fight. Right. And, like, he's waking up, like, going to 10th Planet, coming back, then he's going, you know, boxing. Like, he's, like, I never see him during the day and he's doing great. And then all of a sudden, the fighter that he's supposed to fight, like, injures himself and he can't fight. And I just, it was the weirdest thing. Like, I just saw him go. Like the mental health just like take back over because he's so motivated, he's ready to do it, and then he's just like, oh. and then they try to offer him another fight, and he's like, you know, I've been training for this guy for the last seven weeks. Like, I he knows that when he fights that there's a target on his, but like everyone's tuning, in. he had, at the time he's on like a four fight losing streak, so he's like, I just can't, I can't take fights for money anymore. Yeah, so yeah no, it makes sense.
2: I like, I, like uh, fast forward to when he came to the show with you mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and he was he came in and i was i was fucking with him you know yeah. and, and he was laughing and after he was like man you're a genius i can't believe how funny you are but he went from like how's i'm like how's it going with you oh it's going good i'm training jiu jitsu to like 3 seconds later everyone hates me i don't even know if i want to be here like just like yeah. he just, he gets really he goes from 0 to 100 yeah. back to 0 mm-hmm. so quick and but it wasn't like i didn't like him or he yeah. wasn't engaging he was telling me he was convinced that everyone had hated him. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, uh, well, I want to say, dude, no one thinks about you. I mean, most people, we're, we're talking about him, but yeah. most people aren't spending their days going, how, what's, how, oh, fuck, I hate Junie Browning. Unless yeah. he, he maybe fucked your girlfriend or something. Yeah, in the back yeah. The day. So I just, I just, but I do feel like, uh, I don't know, I do, I do feel like there's a guy that would benefit from, pe- like a, someone just, people just telling him, like, so if you want to reach out to him, so wherever the fuck the guy is right now on Twitter, just tell him you don't hate the guy because he did seem like an honest, just a nice human being. Yeah. But somebody who's a very uh, sensitive soul, you know?
3: And I think a lot of that comes from, those MMA chat boards are vicious, man. Brutal, Um, brutal, brutal. And when I remember when he was on the show, like... I was always on there like defending them and stuff. I'm like, you guys don't know them, but you know,
2: I can't. You can't. argue with. There's no, there's what no they point. See. Somebody, you know, somebody said like there was a, a meme like fighting the people on the internet is like winning the Special Olympics. Like, yeah, even if you win, you you still have <laughs> still yeah. yeah i don't want to say that but <laughs> yeah. that's what that's but that that that's what the meme said mm-hmm. uh so anyway uh all right so but you but, you, I, but you're doing good but i i noticed your comedy's gotten so much better thank you uh you, you you're working hard and mm-hmm. i and, and now do you still do those shows for the veterans um every now and
3: then i used to do a monthly but now i'm in school full time working full time and i'm running this i'm running a weekly show so i understand the Uh, You know how... I don't know how you do two of them.
2: I've had some of my best times ever. We're doing shows at military bases. Yeah. Oh, Uh, yeah. I mean, the one time... Well, the one time, just the shows themselves, like sometimes you, you're, you're up on stage and you, you look at the crowd, you're like, I, I hate these people. I, yeah. I, I don't even want to make, yeah. especially in Hollywood, yeah. I don't even want to make these people mm-hmm. laugh. You know, like I'm just doing it. But then yeah. when I do shows for the military, I'm like, these people deserve to they laugh. You get it. Yeah. You know, I've had so many great experiences, although I've had some bad experiences, like when I, I actually fought the other comedian on a US to, USO tour. Yeah. This guy named, uh, did i tell you the story. This guy, this, guy, this guy, Little Bra. You he mentioned it. He just kept picking on me, always fucking with me. And all, all I said back in the day was that, Eddie Murphy's movies weren't as good as they used to be yeah <laughs> like it was like yeah. man how the hell are you gonna put down uh, he, he and then he kept calling me gay and this and that so we we, we go to Africa and he we're going through customs he gets shucking down so I have to pay for him to get through customs yeah right? and then we're there he has no money on him and he just keeps messing with me and finally we're we're like the show hadn't there was a the night before the show we're in Djibouti Africa and the, and the guy was like Adam's gay, Adam's this, know, like to all the guys. And I was, just, I was tired. Mm-hmm. I was just cranky. I'm like, yeah. really? So he was wearing a hat. So I just snuffed him. I go, really? Like, who's a bitch now? And then yeah. he went to go, he went to fight me. I, I put it over and under. Yeah. And I just hip tossed him on his head, right? <laughs> and I, I cranked down my, my arm. I'm like, what? What are you going to do? The soldiers had to break us up, right? That's crazy. And then the, and then the sergeant. Mm-hmm. Takes us into a bathroom and goes, What are you doing? You're supposed to be you know, lifting our spirits. You need to find Jesus. Right? <laughs> Which like, I'm, I'm yeah. Jewish, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, I'm either gonna I'm gonna treat you like I treat my boys. I'm either gonna take your money or punch you in the stomach. At this point, I had like 30 bucks on me, and he had none. So I was like, just punch it. So the guy punched, it. but the guy did say, I deserve that. Like the uh, other comics of that. So yeah. The guy punched us both in the stomach. The sergeant did. Yeah. And then uh uh, it didn't hurt. I was happy I, I threw the yeah. guy. But he goes, you know what? I, I will keep this between us. And uh, and then but what bothered me the most was that I get back to the States, and I get a letter saying that we were fighting. Like, he told on us. Oh, uh, which was like, that was the worst part of the whole thing. Yeah. And, and then they took 100 bucks from us. They docked us $100. Wow. And this oh, was like wow. 15 years ago. But um,
4: Well, dude, speaking of hip toss... Uh, tossing. One of the most inspirational things I saw this week was your Instagram of you first giving a motivational speech to your uh, little kids. Oh, <laughs> that speech, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the aftermath of
2: the tournament where they did it fairly well. Yeah, we won yeah. by sixty points. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, we we beat the, the we beat, actually I got into an argument with one of the parents today. One of the opposing parents. Yeah. So we be, like we beat Shamanad uh, by six. And like, there's always there's only three teams in our league. But yeah. we We usually come in third, right? Mm-hmm. But not because we're any worse, but because Kid for kid, we would actually do really well. Probably come, we probably came in first one time and second a couple times. But in the tournament, they have 50 kids, and we have 20. right? And the uh, Harvard Westlake usually has like f- 30-something. So we match them up, but they get points for wrestling each other, mm-hmm. which is not f- fair. Mm-hmm. So like two kids from Chaminade go against each other, and they get a point for- – Whoever wins, I'm like, we we can't compete with that. It should be their twenty versus our tw- our best twenty. That's right. how it hi- is in high school, but mm-hmm. middle school, every kid wrestles. So finally, like their coach leaves, and like um, and like now we like now they have thirty kids and we have thirty kids. Now right. now it's even. But I was always under the illusion that like they were recruiting kids from other towns. Yeah, because they had like these wrestling clubs, and it was just kind of weird how all of a sudden all these amazing wrestlers come out of nowhere. So. I'm talking to the parents yesterday and we're up by like, it's at that point it's like 54 to three or something. And I'm just, yeah. I'm thrilled. And, and they're like, I'm like, you know, these are the league champions. And then the guy goes uh, really uh, wow but you guys are killing them. I'm like yeah well I think I go I think they were re- recruiting I mean they had one girl last year that was like ranked third in the world uh, I'm, I am like I think she was driving to the matches right I'm like I think half the kids were Jewish uh, at like Shamanah a Catholic school mm-hmm. I was just making jokes and then one of the parents goes she lived in that district just saying out I'm like oh god like Here I, we I was go. she was like and she and the other goes and we do have Jews in our school I'm like oh like yeah like, where are you in, even if I I'm, I am being kind. Of, I'm kidding. Yeah. You're now interrupting. Our, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. But I was like, I know, I know, I know. She was like, you're just mad because she beat you guys. I wanted to be like uh, scoreboard. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they, but anyway, I was so happy. For, I was so proud of these kids. it's uh, awesome. Uh, it was hard because you know, I, in the beginning, their their energy was just. All over the place. I had to mm. focus them and you know, raise my voice a little mm-hmm. bit, but uh, I, I was so happy. This was their first tournament. Uh, it was a second match, and we beaten both teams by like an average of fifty something points. Okay, like we're mom. just uh, we're on fire this year. It's awesome. It's cool, a good year. It's like That's a good cool. year. So, um, but yeah. And then last night at the Dime Bar, um, Jeremy Piven came by. Mm. So, so like it's weird because uh, the one guy goes, "Hey, can Jeremy Piven come by and, and like do a set?" And it, I was like, sure, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But then I, you know, then I remember like the whole Me Too thing. Like he got kicked off a, a show on CBS, yeah, and, yeah. but it wasn't proven; it was just allegations, mm-hmm. which is also hard to. So now I'm like, do I promote it? Do I tell people he was there? Because if I put Jeremy Pippin at the dime,
3: then you're gonna get it
1: all.
2: And yeah, and then I'm, gonna, then I'm an asshole. Like, what do I have to gain from this? At the same time, it will get publicity for the dime. Mm-hmm. And so he, but he like comes down, and it's a packed show but it wasn't a great crowd that like there weren't like huge laughers, but it was good. Mm-hmm. But he's used to doing like the laugh factory and comedy yeah, store. Yeah. So he's up there and he's like, man, this is a tough room and he gets off early and he thinks he bombed. He mm-hmm. didn't bomb, but he's just not used to. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing. It's like, uh, a lot of times like, that's what's so good about these smaller rooms, a dime bar. Mm-hmm. And it's like your room. Yeah. Because it really is like in Rocky three, when he goes back to Philly. Yeah, yeah. And... and it, like there's no there's no cushion. Like you do the Laugh Factory, they they paid thirty dollars to get in. They buy two drinks. They assume it's going to be great comics. Yeah. The Dime Bar, most people don't know they're even seeing a show before the night started. Yeah. They're That now they're actually pissed because they wanted to talk to their friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, they paid absolutely nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no drink minimum. They owe nothing to anybody. Uh, and you can't see the the lighting's bad. The stage is whatever. The the the, the it's not even like good for like. Actually, it's really like a very, I don't know, weird room. It's not like it's, act- it's not low ceilings. So if you, if you could do well there, like I, I do there Monday and Tuesday. By yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, I feel like I'm, you know, it's like you're taking off the ankle weights when you, like yeah. you go, when you go yeah. running. But for people like I've seen many people, big stars, go there and be like, oh, fuck. Like, why, why yeah. are they not giving it to me, you know? Yeah.
3: I just had a uh, – the difference is that my room – we have a designed, like I call it the comedy cave. So you can come in there, and our host would tell you, like, you can sit down and enjoy dinner here, or we have a free comedy show next door if you guys want to go watch that. So at least we have that little bit. But my buddy just came through about two weeks ago, and he runs a show called Operation Comedy, John Stites. And um, it was funny for him because he hasn't done a small room yeah. in so long, and he didn't necessarily do bad either, but he gets off, he's like, what a tough crowd, but I love it. This helps me. I, want to, I need to come back. Yeah, well, that
2: wasn't Jeremy's uh, experience. <laughs> yeah. He was like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, but hey, man, that's, you, you want to be a comic, you got to be able to do all rooms. Uh, my, yeah. I mean, you don't actually have to anymore. Now you can be a comic and just have a successful podcast and yeah. just do your particular crowds. Which, but if you want to be a great comic, yeah. you, it's like uh, Rich Voss said, being a good comic, and I agree, is like being a good point card. You can't have one move. You have to know what's yeah, in front of you. exactly. So, uh, all right, this week... Good MMA week. First of all, LFA comes support LFA this week, but uh, Bellator has a good I mean Bellator and UFC let's talk about the Bellator card first. We got Rory McDonald, Douglas Lima. Damn. Man, Rory McDonald has just been running through yeah. everybody. It's, yeah. I mean, just he's making Bellator look bad. Yeah. Some guys <laughs> some guys come over and they make Bellator look really good by like 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 Eddie Alvarez. Like his mm-hmm. success in the UFC of knocking out Dos Años. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, like that look made Bellator look really like, wow. Yeah. But Will Brooks, on the other hand, who was the champ, has like one in three in the UFC yeah. or one in yeah. two. Or you
4: have Benson Henderson going to Bellator and then getting starched, like he won like one out of like four fights, right? Which is
2: so crazy because I watched him train in Arizona. Uh-huh. I, went to, I went to the lab and you're like, man, this dude. Is is a monster. Like Mm -hmm. I left there thinking how good Michael Chandler is, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, wow, the way he. I mean, the way he trains, it really is like someone said, like, the best guy at the gym, the best guy at your gym, basically, would get starched in the UFC. And you, and you, when you go and watch all fighters train, like all mostly pros, you're like, wow, this is definitely a different level. So Roy McDonald, Douglas Lima, I'm thinking Rory's gonna win. Uh, I just think he's on a different level. Not that Lima's bad. I just think that Rory's a lot better. Yeah. Or enough, better enough.
3: Uh, you? Yeah. I, th- I think the exact same thing. I think uh, you could even make the argument that Rory McDonald's like number one in that entire,
2: entire world. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the Wonder Boy fight, you can make an argument. Yeah. I mean, he lost to Wonder Boy, but he, he did beat Woodley and beat Woodley bad. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but that's what Ellenberger just said. He's so awkward to fight. Yeah. He goes, there's something about Rory that turns you into a bad fighter. Yeah. And certain people have that certain people just have people's numbers. I was telling someone that. I was like, we were talking about Will Brooks Chandler and how like I how I honestly think Chandler's a better fighter than Will Brooks. But yeah. Will Brooks has had his number. And you look at like Dennis Hallman beating mm-hmm. Matt Hughes 3 times. If you look at like <laughs> yeah. in less than a minute all 3 times. Mm-hmm. You look at like top 100 fighters of all time. You're going to say Matt Hughes is in the top 10. Yeah. You're probably going to say Dennis Hallman is if you're being generous sixty or seventy yeah. or something. Yeah. But match the way styles make up just styles make fights. Yeah. And it's just certain people have certain fighters' numbers. I mean Stefan Struve beats I I mean, about Miochik. Yeah. Let's not forget about that. Yeah. Stefan Struve, uh who's a great fighter, but he just yeah. had Miochik's number. Yeah. In that one. We'll talk about that fight also coming up. Also in Bellator, Chel Sonnen, and Rampage Jackson, which they made the main event. Which <laughs> Bellator, look, I understand why you do this, and they have the bigger name and attraction. But if you really want to be taken seriously, Bellator, you can't make Chael son and Rampage Jackson a main event over Rory Douglas Lima. Yeah. I mean, Chael is what one in four in his last five yeah. fights. Uh, Rampage, uh, I think he's better than one in four, but it's not exactly like he's you know he's whatever. In this fight, who do I think is going to win? I think Chael's gonna win. Think so? I think Rampage doesn't really want to fight anymore. Yeah. He just wants money. I mean, he came in in this I heard it was like 320 for this camp. Or something where he had to cut hard <laughs> yeah. to make 270. He
3: I mean, I know they're not gonna show much on the pre fight. fight at shows. 205? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. what the
2: fuck is going on?
3: Yeah, but I was watching him like train on that, you know, Bellator. you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and even when he was like doing sprints and stuff, it was like I mean, I know you're not going to show your whole camp on this, but if this is what you guys are going to show, this is.
2: <laughs> oh, that's like when they the, the best they had, um when they had uh, Kimbo Slice versus Dada. Dada. And Dada. And like literally the camp, they had Dada benching like the bar. And, yeah. and I'm like, come on. Yeah. Like, I could do this. Uh, I'm not fighting Kimbo yeah. Slice. So who do so who are we like in this fight?
3: I like Chael as long as Chael shows up. I, I thought Chael was going to run through Tito, but I just saw the I way he. That fight. I was some, so upset. Sometimes he. It seems like even when he fought Rashad, like if he Like he'll just give up
2: sometimes. He does. Yeah. He, he lost to Jeremy Horn three times. Yeah. And they asked, somebody asked him in practice Chael, you've never tapped to an arm bar in practice. But you've trapped a three against Jeremy Horn. Yeah. And he said, I just wanted to get the fuck. According to the, I think it was, I want to say Mike Swick. I want to say maybe, or he said, I want to get out of there. He he has some type of like, I wouldn't say anxiety or claustrophobia or something where he's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Something snaps in him. Yeah. And he taps. And Tito I, I was at that fight and I was so upset. Mm-hmm. Number number one you have Tito coming in with like make America great again shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then he's like marching and then just the whole thing and the kids. It was just weird and yeah. not that I don't like Tito. I f- happened to met Tito a couple times. He's a nice guy. He actually is a pretty nice guy and I just think that he whatever. He ha- he's Tito. Yeah. But yeah, but I looked over at Don Fry and Josh Barnett after that like a minute after, and they were like, "That fucking fight was fixed." He he fucking threw that fight. Yeah, and like he that was a that was a mm-hmm. work. I don't know if it was a work or I don't think it was a work on Tito's part. Yeah, I, I think Chael was just like, "Get me the fuck out of here." Yeah, yeah, uh, Joe. W- the kid, w-
4: what was his reason for wanting to get out of that fight?
2: I, I, it's, it's in his head. It, he's in his head. I mean, he looked great against Vanderlei his last fight, yeah. though. He looked. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's if he can do what he did against Vanderlay. But it's such a. It's such a weird thing with Chael. It's so frustrating. There's something meant, like, even when he, that Anderson Silva fight, I I remember being backstage that first fight. I think I was in Ohio or somebody, and I was watching that fight, and I was so proud of Chael for those four rounds. I was going crazy because... Here's a guy who, when I'm nice guy, mm-hmm. sweet, a real sweetheart of a guy. I mean, when when paid, when King Mo had staff infection, he paid for the, himself. He's just a good person. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there, and he wins the first, and he talks all this shit and backed it up. Yeah. yeah. And then all he has to do in that fifth round is stay away. Mm-hmm. That's all he's got to do. But for some fucking reason, he he jumps into Anderson's guard. Yeah. And loses that fight. Yeah. It, it, I can't tell you as a coach how hard that would be for me. Mm-hmm. If I was yeah. coaching Chael in that fight, yeah. oh, man, that would keep me up for days. Mm-hmm. I mean, middle school kids, I, I, I get, like, frustrated. Yeah. Um, it's so funny about that. It. It's also, it's funny, like, the, the uh, progression. So, like, this kid, this one kid I like, he's such a wise guy, though. He comes late to every practice, eighth yeah. grader, doesn't really want to be there. Like, he's half in, half out, but I like him. He's smart, smart kid. But he's always late. And uh, even even I'm like when he's – I have to show him the move three times now. Because right. He, and I'm like, hey, man, if you just come to practice, he goes, I come. I just come late. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So he's in a match against this girl who was built like a tank. And it's, it's pretty close. And she gets like a nosebleed. So now I gotta like talk to him while they're attending to her, mm-hmm. and I always try to make the kids smile or laugh or yeah. keep them keep their head loose. loose, you know. So I'm like, hey, like one time I was like the kids over there, I'm like, hey, so uh, you have a girlfriend? Anything want to talk about? I'm like just, just <laughs> yeah, just keep it. yeah. But obviously he's over there. I'm like, hey man, you having fun? He was having fun. I just. I just made some girls' nose braid. I'm like, I'm like, I, was like, I was like, "This kid's gonna be a comedian." Yeah, uh, but but yeah. So uh, anyway, so I think that uh, will you, Chill Rampage. <clears throat> I was wondering, you know, Rampage is such a—he's so thick. He's a
4: thick boy now. Is it going to be easy for Chill to take him down like that? Do you think Chill can gas out just from trying to take down Rampage?
2: I don't think he's going to stay under him. I mean. I mean, Rampage could always land that shot and hurt yeah. Chael. That's yeah. also... I mean, Chael does... He, ha, he doesn't have the greatest chin anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, you got to wonder what's his motivation, Chael, for doing this. He's got a ton of money. Yeah. He's, he's got a beautiful wife. I think he's got one or two kids. He's got a huge house. His house has an elevator in it. I mean, he, <laughs> he offered me to get married in his house in Oregon. Yeah. And he was being serious. And he's got wow. like, like an elevator in his house. Uh, he's he's doing really well. His podcast is killing it. He's got a book out. Supposedly. suppose he's yeah like what he, he's an announcer in Bellator uh, what's his motivation I don't know I mean he just obviously just wants to challenge himself or he's yeah. bored or. but I, I, I do wonder with some of these people like what is their motivation because he just won I, like even with like Rashad Evans I'm like fuck I, I don't want I kind of don't want to see Rashad get hurt ever again yeah I like Rashad yeah and I'm like, fuck. But I understand why he's lost, what, two or three in a row? Mm-hmm. It's hard for him to sleep at night with that. Because yeah. people always hear only as good as your last fight, which is bullshit, but that's what right. they say. But Chael, he beat Vandalay Silva. What does he need to do? But, yeah. but if he wins the heavyweight tournament, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's all worth it in the What's
3: end. All, what I always crack up thinking about with Chael is uh, when he fought John Jones. Like, if the ref would have looked down and seen John's toe during the fight, they oh, would have
1: called it and Joe would have... like That was like...
2: That was... You know, I tried telling Dana... I, I hate to say it, but I, I ran into Dana and he was so excited for that fight. And I was like... I was like... But I wanted to say, Dana, why are you making this fight? This yeah. dude just got beat up at 185. Yeah. Like destroyed by Anderson. Now he's going to go up to fight the best guy at 205. Yeah. Of all time. Right. By the way, I guess it came out yesterday. John took a lie detector test and I passed it. I saw that. I I don't know. This lie detector test shit... Uh, it's just, first of all, if you take it and fail, are you going to tell anyone?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, it's not like he failed, uh, that would have came out that he failed the lie yeah. detector test. Oh, yeah. But I just, I don't know if I really trust these lie detector tests. No. I just don't, I don't know. It just doesn't really. Anyway. But, yeah. Gotti Yamauchi uh, has taken on Michael Chandler, uh, which shows you how good Bubba Jenkins is. That's because Bubba beat Gotti Yamauchi. And now, anyway, Michael Chandler should win this fight. Yeah. He's bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, I gotta tell you Michael's last fight At Madison Square Garden When he broke his leg Or whatever he broke And his ankle rolled And he still fought And almost won Dude's got heart Off the ass Uh, So I got Chandler you?
4: I got Chandler Chandler all day
2: Uh, Shane Crutchton My friend Our boy Remember Shane right? Is fighting Aaron Pico And he's like a 5 to 1 underdog Maybe 6 to 1 7 to 1 I tweeted the odds Um Man, this, this fight worries me a little bit, uh, a lot, being that they're calling Pico the prodigy. Yeah. The thing is, Pico is not a smart fighter. Yeah. He fights so dumb. Where he's a, the, They're saying he's one of the best wrestlers in the world in high school and possibly an Olympian or ranked third in the world in his weight class, and he gets in the striking contest. Yeah. That's why he gets knocked out by a guy who's 10 and 6. Shane doesn't have huge power. That's what concerns me in this. But he's got great jiu-jitsu, and uh, I think he has enough power to hurt Pico. I gotta go with my boy Shane. Uh, although this is a this is a tough hill to climb. You?
3: I like the upset. I think uh, Pico has a little uh, hype train behind him. I think he's been given that. But uh, when I saw the odds and you know hearing people break the fights down, I I like Shane in this one. Isn't Pico like also
2: like 20 years old? Yeah, he's young. He has a lot to learn, dude. But, he, so. but, but he's with like AKA. He's with Eddie Bravo. They're giving him like... He's done everything what I think wrong on every... Here's the problem when adults get involved. This is just... When money and adults get involved in children, which is... I'll call him a child at like 16 or 17. Here's a guy who's... Okay, they're touting him as the best wrestler in the country, right? So they take him out of high school and put him into the Olympic Training Center. Like, wh- okay, why not have him finish high school and go to college? Yeah. The guys that he's gonna get in college are gonna, he's gonna get much more better wrestling in college right. than the, guys he's bringing in. Mm-hmm. He's bringing in people there to, to, to wrestle with him. Yeah. No, have him get fucked up at Iowa or Nebraska yeah. or yeah. Penn State. That's gonna get him better. Wrestling 50 matches a year. And then yeah. he goes pro and. It's like he doesn't. He has like his own camp, sort of his own thing, and they put him up against a guy who's got sixteen fights. Uh, who, who the fuck is managing this guy? Yeah, Edmund. And like, what, what, what are they doing? What are they doing yeah. with this kid? Let him. It's like people see talent. Yeah, and, and they go, oh, you know, we we want to protect it. No, you. Uh, I don't know, but who knows? Yeah. Only, uh, look, a lot of fighters have lost their first fight, and yeah, Denver, Bernard Hopkins lost his first fight and won his next twenty-one. Right. So. Uh, uh, all right, now the UFC. This is the weirdest, most uneven fight card in the history of fight cards. <laughs> I do not understand this fight card, but I mean, okay. And it's um, a pay-per-view too, right? It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. But I'm going to watch it. Uh, Gleason Tebow, uh, that dude is like, I think he's like 70 at this point. But <laughs> I mean, you talk about... As someone who should get tested on the way, during in between yeah. rounds. I'd <laughs> never, between. Seen anybody, never seen anybody. There was anybody with that type of b- b- build in the history of fighting. Yeah, oh, I have. But you know, Yoel Romero. But still, so he, <laughs> he's fighting Islam Makachev. So it's uh, it's Brazil versus uh, Russia. This is like uh, this is like you know who Colby Covington hates the most. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, but uh, I, I guess I'm going. I mean, this guy's fourteen and one. Islam. Uh, T Bow is one of those guys that wins the fights. I think he's going to lose and loses the fights. win I was just thinking that. Uh, I got to go with Islam in this fight. Uh, you? I'll go Gleason. Gleason? Yeah. You?
4: I was got to go with some dude whose name is Islam, dude. You just right. know he's a tough dude. You know he's a tough dude. Well, you just know that, his name is Islam. You know, Islam. I
2: don't know how he's getting into the country. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good for him. Take that pass. Uh, Mapacetti, who I've been following for a while, he's like a, a, a New England guy. I like him. He's he's fighting Enrique Barzola. Isn't that the guy from Naked Gun? That was <laughs> yeah, like the umpire, the umpire, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully, Bassetti wins. I don't understand. Like whoever's doing this uh, app, they put one guy in black, black and, and white. white. Yeah, like I mean, really, is it Who that much? Trying
3: to get you to vote for right there.
2: Is, he, <laughs> is it that much more money to make the color? <laughs> right. I mean, who's doing this? I mean, it's like a billion dollar fucking app.
3: I like when they don't even put a picture, it's just a shadow. Like your yeah. Facebook picture before you add a profile picture, they just.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that, 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 okay, that's the, uh, the fight pass. Or at least. All right, so then, then the thing, we got Dan Ige against Julio Arce. I think he's like pictures for the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan's but Dan, nickname is Danimal, uh, which is kind of. I guess that's cool. Danimal, like instead of. Play animal, on words, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, but Dustin Ortiz, there's, there he's a good go. Him versus. Alejandre Pantoja, the Alexandre, cannibal. Alex- that'd be, oh, Alexandre, the cannibal. He should start eating them if he fucking yeah. knocks them out. <laughs> yeah. that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool, the <laughs> cannibal. Uh, so uh, I, I got Ortiz from that yeah, fight. Yeah, I got Ortiz you? on that one. Uh,
4: oh, yeah, Ortiz for sure.
2: Then it's uh, Saba Haumasi. The problem, the fucking problem spelling his name, fucking <laughs> against Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. <laughs> like, I mean, like that dude's name. Like, like why, I mean, this is like a battle of alphabet soup bowls. You know, <laughs> right. Like, but like, why don't they just put this, like they should have took last week's card uh, and yep. put this, like put, you know, Michael Johnson versus, uh, like put those guys on, on this card. Yep. Uh, and uh, some of those guys. And then put some of these guys on like, okay, I mean, put some of these guys on like Brazil cards. Uh, the, the guys from Brazil, at least, you know, uh, or the guys—I I don't know how they have UFC Ghana, but 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 still, uh, Brandon Davis, uh, eight and two, is fighting on Kyle Bonchak. Look, I am a fucking hardcore fan, and I don't know who them these fucking guys. I are. I don't know any yeah. of these people. Do I mean, that's just weird. It's just this is just a weird uh, card. But uh, then it gets okay. Then Thomas Almeida versus Rob Font. Uh, Almeida is a guy that man. He. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he ran into Colby, Colby, Cody No Love. That kind of stopped his whole Oh, day. yeah. That was yeah. a great fight. But I think Almeida's going to beat Font. You? Yeah, I'll, I'll take Almeida on that one. Gian Vellante's in the main card. I nice. like Vellante, but he also sometimes is the dumbest fighter. Yeah. Like, I love this dude, but he just gets into stand-up wars, and he gets knocked out, or he knocks you out. He's one of those dudes, yeah, I hope he wins. Uh Calvin Guitar, I guess Jane Burgos. All right, let's just skip to the fucking two main fights. Uh, (laughs) Daniel Cormier versus Volkan. No time. Man, I'm telling you, Volkan, I saw him beat Jimmy Manoa, and just... Yeah. That was scary. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That was scary, but DC's a smart fighter. Yeah. He he didn't really go toe to -to -to toe. He he got hit by Anthony Johnson once and realized, I don't want to do this again. Yeah. And I think DC is going to be too smart, Mm -hmm. too good, too for Volkan. You?
3: Yeah. I think DC takes it. Um, i just saying his skill set just trumps uh, Volkan.
2: But at the same time, Volkan hits so hard.
4: Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, going to upset. I'm going to Volkan. Hell yeah, dude. Why? I mean, I love DC so much. He's such a good dude. I think he's a... Um, a great champion, but Volkan, like this, this rise of this dude has been, just been knocking out these insane women. fighters. Yeah. Yeah, w- yeah oh, women. women.
2: <laughs> he didn't knock out women. Then no. he it. was it, it, it was a bar fight. It was a guy, a guy. But... I thought it was a,
3: f- I heard it was a female, wasn't uh, it? I thought it was a guy. Oh. Uh,
2: and then, uh, and then Stipe Miocic, uh, the main card Fuck. against Ngannou. Uh, man, I like Ngannou. I told you he came to my show. He was super cool. I, I was like, dude, you were the toughest Uber driver. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and He was, I think he was a good sport. I don't know if he understood it, but, uh, I think Stipe is just going to take him down, and like a third-round arm triangle.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I got A too. I think, I don't think this is going to be the first time they meet each other. I think uh, Stipe will probably defend about two more times after that, and then he, there will be a big rematch. But yeah. I think uh, this first time is going to go to Stipe.
4: As, you know what, this fight, if Stipe actually defeats Francis, it will be the first heavyweight to
2: get past Three. two. I know, which is crazy. I mean, I just think Stepe is too well rounded, you know. And I know that Stepe is upset that they're not promoting him, but in their defense, Stepe doesn't really promote himself. No, and no. you know Dana White wants people to promote. They they want you to be your own, which is hard because a lot of these guys just want to be a fighter. They don't say that to people in the NBA. Yeah, they don't say, "Hey, listen, you want you want you want you want you want, you want playing time? Right. Go on Twitter and fucking get into fights with people." Yeah, and that's yeah, but. Stipe is kind of a recluse as far as like, he doesn't like to be around, and I, I don't blame him. That's just yeah. not who he is. Super yeah. nice guy. He came to my show. I made mm-hmm. fun of his brother the whole time. Yeah, his brother was like <laughs> twice. He's like was like kind of a dumpy, not like dumpy, but out of shape. Yeah. And I was like, this is, this is like twins, <laughs> you know? And like, and Stipe loved it. And he's a nice, yeah. nice guy. But
3: yeah, like when Embedded follows him, he's like snow plowing his driveway. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you should be like doing something else. But I mean, they. Mm-hmm. I get it. He doesn't want to, like, fall into all that,
1: so...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but I think it's going to be a good fight. It's gonna I, I think it's going to be a really good fight. The fights last week, let's talk about some of those fights that happened. Um Yeah, Jeremy Stevens, happy for Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, dude. yeah. Getting his due. I, you know, I, I think he got kind of fucked with that whole who the fuck is that guy thing. Yeah. Because people knew who Jeremy Stevens was. Yeah. Jeremy Stevens actually... One of the fights he impressed me the most was the Frankie Edgar fight. Yeah. Because he really hurt Edgar. Mm-hmm. Edgar was a really smart fight. But um, I'm like, wow, Stevens can hang with the best of them. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy for him. The other guy, the Korean Wonderboy, I-, I always thought it was a little bit too much, too much of a hype. I yeah. just think that whole camp, I think some of those guys need to go to the U.S. Mm-hmm. I just feel like those, a lot of those Koreans, they're just, they get to a certain level. But they can't seem to get to that next level. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is training.
4: And then they get called into the military service. That doesn't right. help either. Yeah. But yeah.
2: but just if you look at them, they never look as strong. And looks are on everything, but they just don't look. I just feel like they can benefit from a strength and conditioning program in mm-hmm. the U.S. It just seems like they're always like not weak looking, but they just don't ever look imposing.
3: Right. So if you're a matchmaker, what what do you do with Stevens now?
2: Uh, like could, well, I heard, I guess, the word on the street is, it's going to be Khabib versus Ferguson in Brooklyn. 223. In April. Um,
3: yeah, they're stripping on the That's Connors. what they're saying,
2: which is good, because can't, Connor can't do this. Yeah. You know? So, that being said, uh, man, Stevens is a uh, is 55 or 45? 45. 45-pounder? 45 uh, okay, that doesn't even matter, really. 45-pounder... Uh, uh, I guess you got to maybe give him the winner of Holloway Edgar. M- maybe. Mm-hmm. But does is, is he deserve that by beating the Wonder Boy? I would almost have Steven C- Swanson or I guess you, I, I would give him Ortega because if yeah. Ortega can beat him, then Ortega deserves the next. Yeah. B- he's a big, that's a big one. But if he beats Ortega, give him a title shot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Stevens has always kind of been his own worst enemy a mm-hmm. lot of times. I mean, g- people, people do, I, I don't forget when he was in jail. Yeah, the week of like a, oh, a main yeah, event yeah. for getting into a bar fight in a parking lot or something, mm-hmm. and then they had to like they had to bail him out of jail. Yeah, and to it was like it's, he's always been kind of like ah, oh. yeah. So he hasn't it hasn't always been like poor Jeremy Stevens. He's also lost a lot of fights that he he should have won or he was right, right there, but they, but he's always entertaining and I like his style and he is a throwback fighter and I like yeah. what he said to Ortega of like look these fucking millennial these fucking kids. They just mm-hmm. don't want to do the work. Yeah. So, you know, and saying, you know, I understand it. I get it. It's fighting is a fucking hard thing, but yeah. I come from the school of comedy of any show, anytime, anywhere. Yeah. And obviously mm-hmm. I'm not getting punched in the face. So yeah. I, it's not a direct correlation, but, but that's Stevens. Anytime, yeah. He'll fight anybody. You, mm-hmm. He'll fight. You put him against Joe Romero. He'll fucking fight him. Yeah. I mean, he's, I think he's a, he's an Iowa kid. hmm. and, I love those, those throws. Cobb Swanson's the same way, but now there is this whole movement of I'm only taking title fights, I'm only taking money, money fights. fights. I want they're calling people calling out CA's North You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's someone like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And it's part them, but it's also part of the UFC. And, sure. and it's also part Bellator. Because, you know, when you have Rampage versus Chael as the main event, over Rory McDonald, yeah. you're not setting a good fucking precedent. Mm-mm. You know, when you're putting, you know, Aaron Pico on the main card, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, it, it, when you're putting some of these guys on Fight Pass that should be, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. I, 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 but, you know, when, you, when you're telling people to go out and get Twitter followers, people, when you're putting Paige Van Zant in the co main event,
1: yeah, that was.
2: Who's one in three in, in her last, or one in two. But I, I love Jesse Jess. I'm happy. Yeah. She was my cat sitter. That, that's my girl. I yeah. love Jesse. But over Michael Johnson, yeah, Darren Elkins. Yeah, and that was,
3: yeah. That should have been your co right there. Especially, that it was a hometown fight for him, wasn't it? Like,
2: yeah, and Elkins has won, well, I think kind of. But Elkins has won, what, six in a row? I mean, he's on such yeah. a fucking crazy streak. Michael Johnson's, uh, Michael Johnson also, you talk about a guy who, Shoots himself in the foot. Every time. Uh, Not every time, but you can do it against Poirier, but Jesus. There's a guy you're like, oh, come on. Mm -hmm. Because the talent is Mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. But something is not clicking. Mm -hmm. I don't know. what, What the fuck am I talking about? Do you
4: feel like the UFC has just too many fighters on the roster?
2: I think that you know the sale of the UFC... You know, and you can't blame a guy when people, someone offers you $5 billion, $4.5 billion for anything. I don't care if it's your parents, take it. Yes. Okay. Right. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Somebody says, hey, you know, uh, you want me, my little brother, for four? Max, sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. My wife, bye, <laughs> <laughs> $4.5 billion. Uh, okay. You know, so you can't blame them for doing that. Mm. But now you have WME Endeavor calling the shots. And they're not hardcore fight fans over there. They're they're not guys who know who Gleason T. Bow is. Yeah, so Gleason T. Teval' is a number to them, is is a, is a stat. You yeah. know, it, they're not guys who they're looking at like Paige Van Zant, hot, blonde, has a book, has x amount of Twitter followers, x amount of Instagram followers. What can we do with her if yeah. she wins? Can we give her a title shot? Oh, put her on primetime. And the problem with that is the fans the the casual fans who just jump on—they're going to jump off. They're not—they're yeah. not, not going to stay with you. they are not they they not—they're—they're—they're—they're band fans. They're yeah. like, they're like, oh this, oh the, this is my new favorite fucking. They're LMFAO fans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're gonna—they're gonna, yeah. gonna move on. Yeah. The, but the hardcore fans, the guys who were roommates with Junie Browning and fucking, <laughs> <laughs> those people. Yeah. Those people are are gonna are are eventually going to be like, what are you guys doing? Like, this is not the sport that I signed up for. And the fighters themselves. I mean, you got Tyron Woodley, the champion, going on Rogan's podcast saying, I don't like what the sport's become. Yeah. And he's the fucking champion.
3: I knew it was getting bad. It's, you know, I always call MMA, like, before Connor and after oh, Conor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because now it's like, I've literally have heard people say, like, what about Connor and Brock Lesnar? I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, do you not understand at all how this sport works? Like, no, Connor's the best fighter in the world. It's like, okay, look, Connor's great. He's a great athlete. He's a great fighter, but no MMA. Like, there's more than just Connor. Connor can't.
2: And it, wasn't, and it wasn't just Connor. It was CM Punk. Was a fucking yeah. I mean, like, okay, we're gonna put a guy who's never had a pro fight, never a- amateur fight, who's forty years old on a pay per view. I mean, that doesn't happen." on in, in the NFL like the super yeah. like the the they're not they're not starting CM Punk at quarterback of the Patriots yeah. because he has Twitter followers. It's mm-hmm. just not happening. Uh but what but look what I say look. there's way more good than bad. Yeah. It's entertaining yeah. as Absolutely. fuck. I love it. And and in the end they're they somebody's doing it because they think they're improving the sport. But at the same time when you do shit like that, you're allowing other organizations to start, you know, coming up. Yeah. You're allowing. You're allowing the other. The problem. Of the other ones is that fucking Ryzen's got Gabby Garcia fighting grandmothers. I, I mean, literally. Yeah, what the fuck? Was I mean, you that have about? you have a <laughs> and
4: then having a breakdown in the middle of the octagon, yeah, crying,
2: crying in a different language. <laughs> no one knows what the fuck she's talking about. I mean, what do I, I? I put. I had a poll up. Who should Gabby fight next? Betty White, Queen Elizabeth, or B. Arthur? I think. Yeah. I think B's dead. So maybe so that B probably won. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what this is what we're doing here. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, but that's, that's the issue. But I understand. I, I get it. I, I get it. I get why comedy clubs book, you know, the Honky Tonk Man. You know, I, I understand why they book yeah. Vine stars. I understand why they put Instagram stars on, at comedy clubs over great comedians. The, yeah. the problem is those people are coming once. They're seeing, you know, King Bach, whoever the fuck these people yeah. are. They're going, this was horrible. They're never coming back. Yeah, they're going to see Nene leaks at the fucking improv and going. I'm never coming back to a show again. Yeah, and that's what's happening sometimes when you pull this shit. When you have, you know, Paige Van Zant losing a fight, but going, I broke my arm. You're lucky that I'm here. Uh, that, like, yes, yes, you broke your arm. Yeah. Yes, you're tough as fuck. Yes, you're a good fighter. But are you the elite of the elite? I mean, I would. There are a lot of girls at 125. Lauren Murphy and Barb Honchak uh, are better fighters than Paige Van Zandt at 125. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there's a lot of girls out there. I mean, the, the, those girls from Poland. Well, You know you know what I'm talking about. The Valerie, whatever her name is. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of them out there. Right. A- a- and that's the problem. I mean, there's no reason why, like, Kobe Covington is number three in the world. Number two in the world. Two or three. He should get the next shot he should Mm -hmm. Tyron Woodley okay Uh, even though Colby you know is now going about it I think the wrong way but I understand why he's doing it Tyron Woodley's number one Wonderboy's number two Colby's number three Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tyron and Wonderboy fought twice already the second one was I was there people were booing them out of the arena (laughs) I've never seen booing them out Okay, so once that happens, we don't have a third one. We, you, don't, you don't have a trilogy uh, on those kind of fights. No. So now you got to go to the next guy, which is Colby. He should get the next title shot. Yeah, because you don't
4: want to have uh, Colby versus Wonder Boy and then have Wonder Boy win, and that gives him another reason to fight title.
2: Right, that, right. But they're probably going to get with to Dos Anjos, but may, maybe, maybe Dos Anjos is – maybe he's better. Okay, but but – if Nick Diaz came back and said, "I want Woodley next," they probably would give fucking Nick Diaz Woodley. They know that's a money fight. They know they're gonna people are gonna buy that pay per view. And then that's not right. I understand why they do that, but I, I guess maybe in boxing they would do shit like that. But I don't know. That's why people stop watching boxing. I
3: mean, what I heard, and then you know, I think we all saw this. Is now they're talking about Covington and Newsman being coaches on the oh, Ultimate Ufman. Fighter. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: So that'd, that'd be kind of cool, but. I mean, the then, but that, now you have the ten guy, the nine guy versus the three guy. Uh, I or, think
3: maybe the winner of that fight, I don't know.
2: So, it's a, yeah. I mean, I think unless it's a super fight, uh, where like like Mighty Mouse versus uh, uh, T.J. Dillashaw. Yeah. where you got two number one guys. Then that's or someone pulls out last minute where you have to have like a Bisbing versus yeah. uh Luke Rockhold. Yeah. You, you should not do. Well, this fight makes sense monetarily. We're going to have it yeah. because in the long term, you're fucking up the sport. Mm-hmm. In the short term, you're making money, and that's the problem I think with WME is they're looking at everything short term, mm-hmm. they're, because they're looking at their paychecks tomorrow. Because a lot of these fucking agents and people are aren't there tomorrow. They're they're there for I've I've seen it. You see, oh, networks they go there for six months. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey, can we pitch to the show? I've had TV shows. Hey, we want to pitch to. Uh, to, you know, TNT. We pitched them six months ago. Oh, it's a whole different regime. But that's not how sports are. Right. So when you have an entertainment company running a sport now, s- sports team, it's fucking crazy.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a shit show.
2: Yeah. I mean, could you imagine, like, if the Yankees put in a pitcher every fourth game because he had a lot of Twitter followers and he gave up fucking 19 <laughs> <Yeah>. home runs? <laughs> And they're like, oh, yeah. we're, oh, we're losing every game. Yeah, but you should, but you should see his Instagram posts. So they, they, they do major... Inter- that's the fucking... That's what, we're, that's what we're running into. And fans are getting sick of it. But right. not fans like me who have no lives. Uh, <laughs> and whatever. So anyway, uh, we're going to call an OG right here. A guy who's uh, fought everybody. Right? This guy fought Dos Anjos. He fought um, Nate Diaz. He fought uh, a prime, Gray Maynard. He's now, I think he got offer a fight in, uh, in Chechnya which is pretty damn cool. I don't know if, I don't know if he's going to take it, but uh, I hung out with him last week. This guy has fucking stories and stories and stories and stories and stories, and, stories, and he's, uh, he's a good dude. Um, I had a really good time hanging with him. Uh, I think he thinks that the podcast was an hour before because uh, he's like, yo, we're doing this, because he didn't realize that, uh, whatever. Anyway, so I'm calling him right now. I'm going to take it Skype. So how, anything, anything new with the ladies? <laughs> uh sort of nothing too
4: traumatic or major got some couple things we can talk about what's that while well, uh, well, well, i'm trying to get skype working i think i got herpes dude what nice. Sheep, get, keep not on my dick or anything but on my mouth keep getting like these bumps all around my mouth where from well the, it used to be on my lip
2: that's not a her- let me see not right here okay it
4: up here on my lip it keeps coming back and going away i don't know because i know it's, like Heard of some medical thing that everybody actually has herpes, but
2: you're, just not, you're not drinking my water, are you? No, no, okay. no, no. If I, mean, I got herpes from you, I swear <laughs> to God. All
4: right, okay. Have you had, have you had herpes or any STDs or anything I, I, like that? No, uh, no,
2: I haven't. Thank God. Uh, but um, herpes is hard to get. I think. You think so. Well, they say one in three. Why would you get it from the girls? From I don't so, know. No girls. You I've, never kissed a girl that you uh, had it, or you went down on a chick not. that had it? You, I hope you couldn't not. see it. Uh uh-uh, uh No. Is, is it a breakout, breakout, or just a little bump? Just like a little bump. I think you're okay. You think so? I, I mean, I think you would know if it was a if it was a. Is it get like uh? Is it just like a zit, or you it gets like like a deep sore?
4: I mean, it's like a zit. It's like I can pop it, and pus will squirt out on my onto my <laughs> mirror. So I don't know if that's what herpes. are. I know it's just like little bumps. I don't know if you can pop them and shit flies out. Justin, you have any uh, expertise in this?
3: Uh, I don't have any. know. Um, I've never had a STD. I had a urinary tract infection once. It burned when I pee. Yeah, oh, yeah, I had that. Yeah, and then I went to the doctor and I was explaining. He's like trying to call me out. He's like, "No, you have an STD." He's like, "No, I I have a urine. I've had one before. I know what this feeling is." And he's like, "No, you gotta." And he's like, "All right, you were right." But that hurt. So. Um.
2: Yeah, I, I would get it checked out. Why don't you go see a doctor? You have, you have insurance? You own your parents' insurance, right?
4: Yeah. I, I, come on. The big one I'm worried about is gonorrhea, because I heard that gonorrhea, when you piss, it just burns so bad. Did
2: that happen to you? No. So why are you worried about it?
4: Because I don't want my, my dick to burn while I'm pissing. Well, are you wearing condoms yeah, to girls?
2: No, nah. That's Maybe you start wearing condoms. Yeah, that'd
3: probably be a good... I mean, I get it. They suck, but... But any
2: girl that you bring home on the first night <laughs> who's, not, who's like, yeah, we don't have to wear condoms... That you got to think, like, okay, she's not, she, she probably she's not is a not virgin, wearing, but also she's not wearing a condom with me, she's probably not wearing a condom with other people.
4: Damn, I never thought of that, dude.
2: Yeah, I mean, how, you just don't like
4: wearing condoms. <clears throat> I mean, it just never comes up. I have a whole drawer full of condoms, but it's just things escalate so quickly that I just don't have time to put one on.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm mean, sure you have time you to might, put on. You might want to take 15 seconds out of that, maybe put it on before the date, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, 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 just leave it on. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Dude, dude, one time I went to like this, this. I went to some like, it was like a, the AVN Awards and they have those like stupid things where they have like uh, conferences kind of. Mm-hmm. And some guy was giving out like herbal Viagra. So I, I, I did a show and I just took two. Like, like this is not going to mm-hmm. work. And the next thing I know, I have a fucking huge boner. Like, we're like walking around Vegas, like in the hotel lobby. I got like, and then yeah. some, some chick I haven't seen in a while, this like huge chick who, who liked me. And she's like, hey, Adam, what's going on? I'm like, oh. She's like, and then she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to find my friends. And she's, she's like, she grabbed me. Like, and she's like, oh, wow, you're excited to see me. <laughs> I was like, "Oh wow," I had the heart to tell her. It was because I like, yeah. That was so you just went it. with it? You're like, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. And then we, I, like, we hung out. She like, gave me a ride back. But not, actually, nothing happened. Right. I, actually? I, I, she was like big. I wasn't really that into her, to be honest. She was a cool chick. Oh, OK. But, uh, but I wasn't my thing.
3: I uh I took one of those gas station dick pills to celebrate John Jones' win over DC. I was like, if he wins, I'm gonna take one, and I was still getting. It was like a 48 hour one, so I was still getting boners. Like my boner lasted longer than John Jones' title. Wow, that time because like it came out already that he failed again and i was still getting and he failed because like of dick bugs. pills
2: so actually you and jones both had dick pills in you
3: no yeah no i'm talking about the last one
2: oh yeah but when he came
3: back i was yeah, like yeah. if he wins this fight i'm taking a dick pill to celebrate for him
2: by, by and, yourself
3: well my girl was at the oh house
2: that <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: that's kind of weird i'm just walking around with a
2: boner all the time those dick pills are cool dude uh <laughs> I've only taken half of Viagra once. I've uh, never taken like never Cialis
4: seen. or Viagra or nothing like that. I'm just taking like, like Rhino 6X. Yeah, that's that's the Yeah,
2: those shit. don't work though.
3: Maybe it's just mental for me. It was it felt like it worked. Maybe I'm just I didn't really work down.
2: for I, I took I didn't work for me. I mean the Viagra worked for me pretty good. But the problem with Viagra is that you you, you get dependent on it. And then you oh, can't get yeah. a boner without a Viagra and then that's just you're you're fucked. Mm-hmm, the good yeah. thing about it your boner is like lasts like 3 fucking hours. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah so anyway let's t- speaking of boners so I'm going to call Rob Emerson right now <laughs> it's this dude is right? a good, good, good guy right here All right, so. this is Rob hey Rob Emerson what's up you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast it's me Adam Hunter hey how's it going Adam thanks for having me oh no problem man I'm here uh, it's me uh, Justin Wood is here uh, as well as my man <laughs> right
3: on what's up guys what's up buddy what's up dude, uh, how's, every, dude how's it but, going
2: dude thanks for coming to the show last week yeah, for sure, man. That was a
5: lot of fun. It was cool to get out, uh, get out of the gym and hang out with the guys from the team and everything, and do something fun like that. So no, that was look, a lot of fun. You killed it. So.
2: Oh, thanks, man. No, dude, and and uh, hanging out with you afterwards was like, man, I had no idea like how crazy your your, your life has been. It was, because uh, I, you know, I mean, that's the thing was there's so many. Uh, Time you talk to fighters, that's not. But when you get to hang out with you, and I was, I was like, going, I was basically doing a podcast. At, we're at a, a bar in a club, and you know, Rob's got a, I think a wife, and I have, I have a wife. So we're at a club, everyone's dancing, and I'm, I'm asking Rob. I'm going through Rob's Wikipedia page and be like, "What was this fight like? What was that, what was that fight like?" I felt like, I felt like the biggest nerd, but it was still a good time. No, nah, it was cool to like.
5: It, it, it's cool talking MMA with, with people that know MMA exactly. people that are in intelligent about the sport and have been around and man I have given fucking 18 18 years of my life to this thing so so it's something I'm very passionate about and one thing I've always told everybody is I, I I'm a bigger fan than I am a fighter you know I'm just so blessed to be able to uh, be part of the sport and man I've seen it from its infancy stages you know and I was fighting my first UFC fight I think UFC 81 and I've got to just see the sport grow and and the athletes you know um come through the sport and and uh, just seeing the U- UFC, what they've done with this sport, and just seeing the, seeing the sport grow and see how much uh, people love it and appreciate it. And, and, you know, being a martial artist my whole life, to see a platform as big as martial arts as, as MMA and the UFC have now, it's just it's really cool to see.
2: So what was your uh, original background? And, uh, did, did you wrestle? Did you box? Karate?
5: Um, So, I started, um, I did uh, Kyokushin, which is like a stand-up, like full contact Japanese style. Uh, I believe GSB has a black belt in that, and a lot of K1 kickboxers have a Kyokushin background. So, that was kind of my, I did that for about six years as a kid, and I got a brown belt in that, and Um, we used to do like bare knuckles sparring, um, for that, everything from the neck down, but I would, I would be training with the adults. So I'd be kind of scared to go to to class sometimes. I I would like cry in the backseat as my mom and dad drove me to class and shit. Like, but I fucking made me tough. Like, you know, now when I spar, I I have no fear of anybody. So
2: and and you grew up in uh, Orange County. Um,
5: yeah, yeah. I was born in Huntington beach and then, uh, grew up in Dana point and, um, was there my whole entire life till I came out here to Arizona two years ago?
2: But in in uh, in, high, in high school, like I heard, like th- things weren't very easy for you. You kind of ran with like a bad crowd. It was like I heard you and Uncle Creepy were in some like weird thing where you guys used to go around beating up rich preppy kids.
5: Nah, that that thing like got blown out of proportion so bad. Like <laughs> like honestly, I I personally gotten a lot of fights, um, just because like like bullying, getting bullied my whole life. You know, having like Tourette's syndrome and ADHD and all that stuff, and being a small little scrawny kid, I got picked on. So I had to learn how to defend myself, and so that's why my parents had me in martial arts. So as I got older and I, and I learned that fuck, I, I hit hard, and I would knock all these guys out in the street, like. And I, and I never, ever fought anyone that was like my size. I would always fight guys that are way bigger than me or I'd fight multiple guys. So like in no way, shape, or form was I, was I a bully. Like I got jumped multiple multiple times. I've had like bottles broken on my head, a skateboard broken on my head. And never once have I ever hit anybody with an object other than my fist, you know, on my shin. Wow. And so I'm always big on like being, being an honorable fighter and all that. So it kind of sucks that I got a rotation of being some like fucking rich white gangbanger kid when, when in reality like I, I got in a lot of fights and because like I got a lot of respect for that our like younger brothers and our younger brother's friends kind of like claimed our little crew and then they would go out and terrorize the fucking neighborhood and do all this bullshit stuff and then I would get the reputation for it because I was affiliated with them kind of thing you know
2: right okay but now but, but, why, were you so, so, but why were you so angry as as, as a kid? um
5: it wasn't that i was angry just I, I i got picked on a lot you know just because having Tourette, like i used to have legit Tourette syndrome like i would i used to like twitch and cuss and have ticks and like and i was a target for a lot of kids so i got the kids would used to come on just like spit in my face like and after that man after like fucking fifth sixth grade i just i had enough to i started just fighting back and i realized that i naturally just hit super hard i would like knock these kids out every single time and I started developing that. And so then I'm like, fuck, I get hit. So then I started lifting weights. I started lifting weights, you know, my sophomore, junior year in high school and started kind of growing into a man, you know, and, and didn't take any more shit from anybody. And, and then I kind of became like, uh, I, would, I had a zero tolerance. I still have zero tolerance for bullies and like tough guys. If I see anyone that needs any kind of help, I'm the first one there. And, you know, um, yeah. And just kids in general, man. Kids are so mean. Like you grow up now and not, and you see kids like, they just lay into each other. Like you're a comedian. Like you're fucking the, the best in the world at, at heckling. You know. But like kids, like kids hold nothing back. And they'll say. Like they'll cut to the heart. You know. Like yeah. And um, hearing that stuff, I mean, negative words coming from anyone's mouth, do, it does damage to our body. And like, you know, an insult from a stranger, you'll remember the rest of your life. One of the same. When I'm on the other side of that same token, you know, you'll remember a compliment from a stranger the rest of their life. So I truly right. believe we have the power of life or death, and death in our tongues.
2: No, no. Yeah, no, 1000%. And then when I was talking to you man, your story was so fascinating because you were saying that you went to, you went to jail, came out of jail and then fought Jens Pulver as your first fight. <laughs> uh which uh, Jen, yeah. Jens Pulver yeah,
5: that was a trip, man. Jens
2: Pulver is the world champion. Uh, uh, How did this happen? Dude,
5: he that, Yeah, right. So so I was like 19 years old, and I remember watching the first ever UFC lightweight title flight. So it was it was Jens Pulver versus BJ Penn for the, and it was their first establishment of the lightweight division. So before that, it was only they had welterweights and up. You know, I think there was four weight classes: welterweight, middleweight, light heavy, and heavyweight. And that show with Jens versus BJ was the first ever uh, lightweight world title flight. So that was the establishment of the lightweight division. And I remember watching it in my, in my room with my friends. I'm like, oh, fuck, look at these guys. That's so badass. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a UFC fighter. Like, you know, there's lightweights now. That's cool. And I got all amped. And before that, I had uh, four, like, pancreas-style fights. So, so that's, that's open-handed rules, yeah. um, closed fists to the body. but was no gloves. So, and I won all four fights by knockout. And um, so I, that was kind of – I was already on my way. But that was uh, – I didn't have any closed-fisted or pro fights. And so after Jen's beat BJ, um, I, yeah, I ended up doing a little stint um, in jail for some bullshit street fights and stuff we got into. And while I was in jail, I would order all the fight magazines. So I would get the fight magazines mailed into me, and, and, and Jen's polar would be on all the covers, and he'd be on, like, the posters on the inside, and I'd rip them out, and I'd take toothpaste and, and tape it to the, or glue it to the top of my bunk, so, like... I was kind of like a fanboy, you know, he was like my idol. He's what I idolized. He's what I wanted to be and do at that time in my life. And um, I get out of jail. I start training again. And uh, dude, like two weeks out of jail, someone comes up to me and goes, Hey, would you like to fight (laughs) Jen's over? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, like, fuck. I I literally didn't hesitate. Well, heck yeah. And my mindset was, if this is something I want to do, and then, then let's put myself up against the best in the world and see how well I do. And I I told myself, I don't even have to win. I just got to go out there and perform and do well, and I'll see where I stand and see if this is something that I really should spend my time doing. Oh, and and um, I was training with Marco Ruas at the time, who are people who are hardcore UFC fans. They know he was one of the first heavyweight UFC champions and a very hardcore, violent style. Um, like, my original training partners were like Pedro Hizo and Babalu. And, Jesus. Uh, um, Jose Aldo actually just got a black belt from Marco about about a year within this last year, and I'm the first American to get a black belt from wow. uh, from Marco. And his his style is called Huas uh, Vale Tudo, and uh, I have Vale Tudo tattooed on my knuckles, so uh, I'm pretty proud about it. You know, like That's awesome. the, we we trained. You know, back in the day, everyone everyone knows about the Gracies and the Gracies family, but back in the day when the Gracies were in Brazil, Marco Huas and his crew. They used to have all the old school Gym Wars, like you see in the Bruce Lee movies. So he would they would storm it was called like gym storms and they would go fucking brawl all the Gracie and they would whoop all their asses. <laughs> so like, yeah, people know the Gracie and their lineage and all that stuff, but Valley Tudo is really worse out. They were those are the real gangsters of fucking Brazil and martial mixed martial arts when it first started, you know? Yeah. Um so um yeah, I went out there and I actually ended up fucking uh separating my my collarbone I uh super bad training for the fight against Jens pulver so i i had to have my arm in a sling up <laughs> until four days before the fight so i couldn't lift weights i couldn't hit pads i couldn't spar all to train Jens pulver the first fucking number one guy in the world wow, first pro crazy. fight and i couldn't even fucking spar or hit misses with the weights all i could do was kick and do plyometrics and stairs and everything so um i went in there i fuck i fought him i, I fought him and uh I fought him through a decision, dude. And, and I believe if I had the correct training and not that injury, I, I could have beat him. But that
2: that's, still, I mean, you now know? after that, are you at least feeling, I mean, you were in jail a month before that. I mean, you must feel like, kind of like Rocky did when he went to the decision against. Uh... <laughs>
5: dude, <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, the, the life experience I got from that whole thing, just like, cause, so, so me and him, I shared the same warm-up room. Uh, before the fight, like I was in the room with the guy, fucking twenty feet from me, with headphones on, he's shadow boxing, getting warm up to fight me, and I'm like in the same room as him. But he's got Robbie Lawler in his corner, Matt Hughes, like all the fucking oh, UFC superstars. Do you have I'm your inmates young with kids you? a point.
2: <laughs> now? Is everyone at the jail rooting for you? you know- um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I, know.
5: I got out. I never really, I didn't keep in touch with any of those guys, you know, but it was just crazy, man. Fuck. Like now, like overcoming those nerves, like seeing like Jen's pulver across the ring for me, like the guy I've been idolizing the last like six months, like seeing him stare at me in the face from across the ring, woman to punch me in the face, like wow. overcoming those nerves and um, coming out pretty unscathed. Um. It, it, you know, it's like iron sharpens iron. So like, no, nah, I truly am like fearless. Like if you see me spar or any, anything, I have no fear for. I can fight and spar anybody. I have no, you know.
2: Now, how how long were you in jail for before that fight?
5: Um, it was nine months out of a year I ended up doing. So wow. Um, yeah.
2: Did you get any? Yeah, uh, fu-
5: eating the worst food possible, no fucking trading, eating fucking literally shit food, like. I don't know, man. I, I Yeah, I had every handicap possible going into that fight, and I
2: still lost a, a decision. Did you get in any fights in jail?
5: Uh, No, no, I didn't. Not even one. Like, you would think that that I would, that people would fuck at me because I'm still not that big of a guy, but literally no one. You know, what one of the cops in there, actually. One of the cops went to one of my fights and seen me fight before, so they instantly hooked me up and made me like a, like a high-class inmate or whatever. Like, I had fresh clothes out of the bag every single day. Like, I used to hang out with the cops in, in the bubble, like, make drink coffee. They'd bring me donuts. They didn't bring the UFCs. I remember when when, when that Tito fought, uh, French Shamrock, they brought that down for me to watch, and I would kind of brew out with the deputies and stuff. So I had a, a made as far as... My time, actually, in jail went, you
2: know. I mean, you come such a long way. I'm looking at your record. So, yeah. you, I mean, your first, you, you lose four, your first four to five fights. I mean, you lost to Jamal Perkins, Javier Vasquez. Yeah. Doka some Mischin. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, but you beat Chris Brennan. But then something clicks. You know, you end up beating Joe Camacho and Justin <laughs> Berkeley. Joe Camacho's a tough guy.
5: So, uh, yeah, but even those first four fights, like you just said, you don't know who, who, uh, who Mishima uh, I can't even say his name Mishima well well that that was for the deep title so deep is the sister company of pride right and they called me on 8 days notice to, to fight uh, Mishima for the the deep uh title and so that was a close fight that was a very close fight i lost a decision again a fight i could have won uh Javier Vasquez that fight was the first shooto fight they had in Vegas and whoever won that fight was supposed to fight Matt uh, Matt Sarah in the UFC Jeez. back then. And that was another fight that I I, I uh it's I could have won. I know I, I busted uh Javier Basque's knee in that fight, made him retire. And so he actually didn't go to the UFC. But if I were to win that fight, they were saying that I was gonna fight Matt Sarah in the UFC way back in the day. So it's crazy, you know. You mean I think me and you were talking about it, like how different my whole career would have been if I would have just won one of those very very close fights. Well, I know?
2: mean, well, what I, well, I'm not trying to put you down though. I'm, I'm actually trying to tell you how impressed I am by you because a lot of people would. I mean, the the shit that you've went through is like this is like out of a movie. Uh, it's out of a movie, dude. Uh, because then then you fight, uh, you end up uh, losing to Melvin Gallard. Who I think probably is yeah. the he's probably the be, the best what if as far as talent wise you know uh, right
5: but then yeah that dude is a savage dude anyone that knows this, that 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 is hardcore fans like us know that guy fucking hits hard yeah he's a violent fighter uh, I took that fight I think on nine days notice and I'm like even that fight like. Uh, I elbowed him in the eye, and he fucking yelled, stop. He squealed, like, fucking stop, stop. And so I put my fist back, and I sat back, and I'm like, the ref, are you going to stop it? And the ref pretended like he didn't hear it. And so Mel- Melvin fucking did a back roll and covered up in a turtle shell, almost like in fetus position, and then the fucking bell rang. I'm like, you motherfucker, oh, dude. And then so we, we fought the next round, and afterwards, uh, they gave him the decision, because the promoter of that show was his coach. And so uh, they basically flew me in fucking nine days before to fight him in his hometown and his coach's show. So if I didn't knock him out or submit him, I was going to lose that fight. But then Anyway, you cut it. So afterwards, he gave me the trophy. He's like, man, you won that fight. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I know I did. But, <laughs> you know.
2: but then you go on a four-fight winning streak. You just start knocking people out you're knocking uh julian uh Samegio, you knock out jamie schmidt you beat uh another guy in um japan in uh Pancrase, uh takafumi mm-hmm. ito kenji ira and then all the way to the ultimate fighter finale now when you get in the ultimate fighter do you think i mean do you finally feel good about yourself and you're like i fucking made it
0: bro uh
5: I, I was young and dumb, dude. Yeah, I'll just say that. So yeah, I guess I finally made it. But like, when do you talk about an athlete taking things for granted, or, or just like you, a young dumb kid taking things for granted? Like that was me. Like I partied at that time in my life more so, and I, when I should have been fucking sober and taking it seriously. So now I live down in like Newport Beach with my my friends, and we just fucking partied. And man, I was fucking. Yeah, I was doing a lot of drugs and partying a lot at that time in my life. Totally didn't take it seriously. And in hindsight, I I wish I did. Like, what an opportunity I blew, you know. Um, But, but again, I wouldn't trade anything for the life experience I got. Like, what an experience to be on the Ultimate Fighter. Like, I remember actually after they did the Ultimate Fighter 1, I was hanging out with Kenny Florian and a couple guys from the cast in Vegas, and they're like, fuck, you gotta get on the show, Emerson. Like, fuck, we know all about you. Like you gotta get on there. you'll be great. Like as soon as they do the lightweight season, you're on there. And it was kinda cool how it developed that I even got on there. Like I remember I was just telling the story yesterday actually, but while leaving practice and I was driving home and uh uh Mask, the guy that used to own um the yeah. the Tap out, you know, yeah. the old tap out crew like Matthews, the head guy, Charles, you know, God rest his soul. Um, but he called me. He's like, Emerson. What's up? He's like, hey, I, I want you to talk with someone right here. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the promoter uh, of the of uh, the Ultimate Fighter show. And um, so he put me on the phone with her. And I was just making her. I was a girl, so I was just trying to flirt with her and make her laugh and you know come across as likable. She's like, all right, I've already I've already had your name recommended by so many promoters in California. I've heard all about you. She's like, she's like, I'll tell you what, you you don't even have to come out to the tryouts. We're gonna fly you out, and as soon as you if you pass the medicals, then you're on the show. Wow. So I was like, shit, sweet. Like, what an opportunity. Yeah, they had like a 500 person tryout that I totally skipped. They just had me on the show. So, man, I literally had everything lined up ahead of me, all my ducks in a row to be successful and to blow up. And, um, uh, man, dude, living in Orange County, being around my friends and just partying and so, stuff, man, I totally uh, took it for granted. And, you know, I, I had a little stint. You know, I had a good four years in the UFC. I think I had seven fights, but, man i could have I could have done so much better i could I could have been set for life I believe I could have would could have been a champion and you know here I am thirty six years old I'm still fighting I'm still in the game um I'm very healthy as far as my body and my brain go I've never lost a drop of blood I've never gotten beat up in a fight um so I still' I'm, I'm gonna give as much as I can of my life to the sport as long as I can you know
2: I mean that the uh, Nate Diaz fight was a great fight uh and I, I remember talking to you and I was like hey you know I was like, did those punches hurt? And you're like, man, I did so much cocaine. I didn't feel a thing. Uh, did you do cocaine <laughs> before the fight or during the fight? Or when, when how much no, cocaine? no, 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 <laughs> no, just, just like that season
5: of my life. Like before we did the show, like up to the day they were filming the show. I remember they picked me up from the airport that morning. I and didn't sleep the whole night before. I was like hammered all fucking like to the ride to the airport to film the show. And like guys, I guaranteed they were like training and dieting and cutting, getting ready for the show like it was a tournament, you know, and here I am, just kinda of taking it for granted and all this, but no with Nate like fuck, um, I remember like all the muscles in my body burning like i got I got just super super exhausted, super super fatigued because my body i treated it like shit, you know i I didn't do nothing about nutrition, you know, fucking. Drinking and doing drugs and shit, that's going to that's deteriorate your body on a cellular level. You know, it's going to fuck up your ligaments, your joints, your muscles, your bones, your tendons, everything. And so to run my body through an MMA fight, treating my body like I did, of course, is like putting shitty-ass fucking gasoline in a race car and expecting good results, you know?
3: What was it like for you uh, fighting Jens for your first fight and then coming back on Tough and seeing him as one of your coaches? Was that, like, a surprise to you? or?
5: Yeah, that was a trip. Yeah, that was a trip. Um, I heard about BJ and those guys like through my my coach at the time, Colin Ayama, and Colin was from Hawaii, and so I guess they told me to try to get on BJ's team. And so I was kind of geared; I wanted to be on BJ's team while I was there. And then um, you know we had really good chemistry. We became great friends on the show. Like sense of humor to me is very important, and uh, and me and him had a great sense of humor. We had instant chemistry, and I'm great friends with BJ and those guys now. And and, and and now, even now, being with Cyborgs Camp and being with Jason Perillo, me and Jason are great friends, and he was BJ's head coach for a long time. And I developed a very, uh, you know, uh, a, a great friendship from that show with all those guys. So maybe, yeah, the chemistry would have been different. Maybe the whole show would have been different if I would have been on Jenda's team. But um, I was there for the experience more so than anything, you know, so all in all, it was a blast. It was really cool. And I think it was a really great season. I think we had a lot of talent on that show. We had a lot of guys that are still currently significant in the UFC that came from season five. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Now, now, but you must to say, you got to say though, when it comes to Orange County, hot pussy, you must have been the man, right? I mean, come on. (laughs)
5: That, 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 That all goes at partying, man. Like, dude, females and drugs, like they go hand in hand. And when, when you talk about distractions for an athlete, oh, I
2: mean, females
5: is right up with there with everything. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of why guys party, right? Guys get dressed up, oh fuck, we're gonna go out tonight, we're gonna get hammered, we're gonna find two bitches, we're gonna smash. Like guys don't get all guys don't get all dressed up and get all hyped up. <laughs> hey, we're gonna go out to the fucking bar and go fucking play cards. He must have some pretty you know, good like,
2: memories. Like sometimes when I can't, fall up, asleep, go, sometimes when I can't fall asleep, right? I'll, I'll like, go, yeah. Yeah. You
5: now they party to me, girls. So it's like, fuck it, girls is like the driving force behind. And, dude, females have been like the, the downfall of like men since the beginning of ages. You know, kings have conquered lands in the name of pussy, dude, you know? And, and, and they have been like their, their greatest downfall. So, and I'm only human, and I was just young, and I was, I was young with a lot of talent, and I didn't know how to manage it right.
2: Well, you know what? Listen, it's not over, dude. Okay, you're acting like you're 90. You're fucking you 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 got offered a you're you're still yep. fighting and you're like two fights away from getting back into wherever the hell promotion you want to be in. Uh, so Yeah. So you, you when you, when you knocked out Manny Gambarian in uh, 12 seconds. Oh is that God. is that the highlight? Is that one of the highlights? I mean, come on. Manny Gambarian's amazing judoka, tough guy, strong guy, ultimate fighter uh, finalist. You come out there. I I watched that fight this morning, actually. It was a perfect right hand. You had him out. Come on. That's got to be up there, right?
5: Yeah, That was pretty sweet, man. Yeah, I think it made like 95, 97 Gs in like 12 seconds. So that didn't hurt, you know. Um, You know what this sport, though, it's styles make fights. And for that fight, I was training a lot of uh, getting off the fence and a lot of wrestling and a lot of takedown defense. But as I was watching the screen before I walked out to the ring, um, you know how they played a little countdown? Like, um, I think he walked out first, and I I was watching what he was saying on the TV screen before I walked out to the cage, and he was saying, Oh, I'm going to come out there super fast. I'm going to throw so many punches, he's not going to see him. It's going to be the fastest punches you've ever seen. And I was like, This motherfucker is going to trade with me? I'm like, Oh, it's fucking curtains. So like, yeah, he came out and all right, and he came out just like he said, he started fucking throwing punches with his fucking little chin up and his hands down. He can't come at me like that. I, I'm a defensive fighter, you know, training with Pedro Hizo and those guys, you watch them fight, they like to strike as they're going backwards. You know, when a guy is coming forward and attacks them, that's when, that's when we do our best. And that's kind of like how I was raised training, so that was my style. So for him to punch at me and come forward at me, that's why the result happened the way it
2: did. It was crazy. And that was a prime Manny. That wasn't like older Manny. That was, that was him. Then, then you fought Pellegrino. That didn't go your way. You got rear naked choke. Uh, and then you fought Dos Anjos. Yeah. Uh, you fought Dos Anjos back when, did, now, did you, did you, did you know when you were fighting Dos Anjos back in 2009, that this dude was going to be the champion one day? Uh,
5: <clears throat> no, I think that was his first fight in the UFC. He's, he's like a new guy from Brazil. and, and um, I don't know. Again, that was another super close fight that I could have won. I'm sure being at the strip club till 3.30 in the morning the night before didn't help. You know? <laughs> I should have taken it. <laughs> But, uh, no, that's actually a funny story. Yeah. Like, so me and Perillo, we were, we were fucking, um, we were hanging out in Dallas and, cause it was the American Airlines Theater. And we were like hanging out, I think, three days before the fight. And Jason sees some big old black dude, um, as we're going down the escalator. And he's like, Oh, what's up? And he's like, Oh, what are you doing out here? He's like, Oh, I'm doing private security for Brittany. So Britney Spears was performing at the American Airlines Center the night before the UFC did their show there. So because Jason used to train her head security guard, He's like, oh, let me take some pictures for you guys, and uh, I'll put you on, uh, on the passes, and I'll get you guys to the show if you guys want to go to the show. So I'm like, okay, fuck it. So the night before the fight, I'm like, but uh, I'll just stay up super late, so I'll sleep in. And um, so we got our, we went to the show. Um, dude, funny, funny story, dude, like uh, – so when we fuck we met some strippers upstairs. Some girls. We didn't know there were strippers at the time. But we met these girls. We we're hanging out and talking. And and then he goes, uh, you know, Jason, come with me. And he texts Jason. And uh, I guess Jason gets called down to to the uh, to the side of the stage. And we're all hanging out. Up there, or whatever, and uh, they're gonna put him on stage and have Brittany like put us like put him on stage with the lights go out and have a spotlight shoot down on Jason. If you know Jason, it's super funny. Like, yeah, he's an old school like Italian boxer, like drinking whiskey, drinking cigar, smoking. That's just like you know a man's man. It's pretty funny and to see him on. And he, they're gonna put him on stage with a spotlight. Have Brittany come down on a little on a rope and like give him a lap dance as part of the show. You know. But uh, we were hanging out with these girls and so we completely blew, blew that opportunity and uh, we ended up going back to the club that these chicks danced at or whatever and just being done dude i should have been in bed i should have went to bed at 10 o'clock and in my mindset was oh i'll stay up late and so i'll sleep in but that never happens. i fucking woke up at seven o'clock in the morning so i literally got like five hours of sleep for and then and then was up all day with nerves like you can't t- it's hard to take a nap on flight day you know you got all those nerves you got all these spots and so I was fucking tired all day long and I, I remember in the warm up room fucking before the fight I was I was yawning and I was I remember feeling tired and fatigued and fucking during the fight he just kept landing those inside leg kicks and guys never land inside leg kicks on me if there's one thing I'm good at I have great vision I can see things coming at me super fast and I can react super fast that's uh, so the one thing BJ and all them always said about me is like my instincts are, are my eyes are super sharp. So but uh, because I was tired, like my reaction was just a shade of a second too slow than it normally is. And it was enough for him to fucking kick my leg over and over. And after your leg gets kicked four or five, six times, dude, the blood starts filling up and and, and your leg starts slowing down. Your reaction starts slowing down. So I think RDA kicked me in my leg about 25 times in that fight, Jesus. and um, he, he ended up fracturing my femur. The, the femur is the uh, biggest bone in the yeah. human body, and he fucking broke it in the fight. So um, I was still fucking trying to come forward and finish him, but my leg wouldn't move when my mind was telling it to. You know, it was frustrating for me. I'm like, come here, let's fucking finish. Just stand in the pocket. Let's go toe to toe. Like, <laughs> it, it was a fun fight. It was a pretty exciting fight it was to very, watch. Very exciting um, fight to watch. Fuck, you mean after the fight, I walked around for a week. I'm like, you guys, I think my leg's broken. They're like, it's not fucking broken. You want to be able to walk? And sure enough, I, I went in against the, you know, my dumb friends were saying. I got an x-ray and it was fucking cracked all the way through.
2: Now, when, when Perillo is giving you advice in the corner, are you like, yeah, well, why did you go to that strip club last night, you asshole? You're my trainer. You didn't, you didn't say it back to him? Nah,
5: nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it, it was 100% my fault, dude. I, I was trying to be a cool guy. I was trying to play it up. Because I was still a very impressive, like... Uh, impressed by those guys, like fuck it was Jason, it was BJ's fucking coach, and then I still kind of looked up to those guys, I guess, being the older cool guys in the industry, you know. And, and I was just like, Oh, I got this motherfucker. Like, I was there, I just, I was arrogant, and, and uh, I took it for granted. I thought there's no way the RDA will beat me on the feet, and there's no way he's gonna take me down. I'm like, I got this motherfucker, so my arrogance cost me that fight.
2: But your next fight, you fight Felipe Nover, who I remember... Dana called the next Anderson Silva, yeah. which was like the kiss of death. Uh, you, you beat him over and you beat him over. That was that was awesome. Then you lose to Lance. They, they, they fucking cut you after after one loss in a row. Which I mean, one loss, which is like ridiculous. I mean, you 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 had a good record in the UFC. I don't know why they cut you after a lose to to Nick Lance. That's bullshit. Yeah, uh,
5: they told me at the time that uh, there's just a lot of guys on the roster coming up, and, and in order to um, sign any more new guys they had to release guys so they told me just to go get some wins and come back and
2: <clears throat> well you did i mean um, you, you beat you beat uh eric reynolds is a good fighter you beat rodney road and you lost to salas then you go on a one two three you, you go on a five fight winning street in bellator uh well the two of them in bellator at least beating beating joe tamalgio who uh joe tamalgio is uh he's a guy that tapped darian caldwell he's oh, a yeah. guy from guam then you lose to Rafael silva right. And then you get you get popped for something but what what did what, you get popped for?
5: Um so my psychologist at the time was uh, gave me this like medication for ADHD it was, it was Provigil. Um there's another name for it, but but Provigil is the basic name for it. And it's basically for people that need to focus and everything and, and I didn't even I didn't even take it like I was prescribed but I took it the day of the flight I'm like oh maybe this'll help me focus. And at the time I was just under the impression that you just weren't allowed to do steroids weed or cocaine. I had no idea that they tested you for all, like literal mental medication. Oh. I actually went back and got it for sugar. I had to go to the, um, I went to the, uh, the boards uh, at the California State Athletic Commission. I actually got my suspension lifted and everything like that. Um, you know, once I pleaded them my case, but it still sucks. Bellator still, it was after Bellator got bought out by the new management and for that show, I tested positive for a fucking ADHD medication and three other fighters tested positive for cocaine and steroids or weed and steroids. And I guess they were just trying to make an example out of us because they threw me on the boat with the other three fighters and they gave me an 18 month suspension.
2: That is so, such bullshit. Um, That's such bullshit. Yeah,
5: I kinda, yeah my life kind of spiraled out, out of control a little bit since then. I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to fight for 18 months. What the fuck am I going to do with myself? Like... Almost had like an identity crisis or whatever. I kind of like I remember I went to the gym like four times within the eighteen months, like I was just drinking and just like feeling sorry for myself, basically um, and then uh, yeah, I actually came out here to Arizona uh, to go to rehab and uh you know my 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 friends my family my coaches and teammates are all like man you gotta just get out of state if you just move out of state you'll become a world champion if this is something you want to do and you want to save your career you got to get out of orange county there's too much bullshit for you here there's too many distractions you gotta go and i remember just saying fuck if you guys care that much about me and you guys really believe i could i could you know do, uh, have some more success in this sport by moving in, then i'll do it and and um, I came out here to go to go to rehab and, you know, I got out, I've been out here for two years and uh, I joined the lab and uh, I'm super happy and, and sure as shit, man, I fucking, I've fucking i won two world titles, the first titles I've ever won wow. since being out here. And um, I'm in a great place, man, the greatest place I've ever been, the, 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 the perception I have of life now and uh, how I feel and how, the things I've learned about nutrition and the human body, the more importantly about the human mind. And the, the fighter's mind, I, I, I feel like I'm the best fighter that I've ever been. And at 36 now, I would fucking, I could have beat two of me at 26, you know. Like, um, I really feel like my best performances lie ahead. And that's what I said. I'm going to give this sport another six, seven years, as long as my body and brain hold up. And I feel like my best performances are still right around the corner.
2: That's what I was telling you, man. I, I was telling you how impressed I was, Bay, Look how far you come. With all those distractions, now look at you—you got nothing, and it's—it's it's scary how good you can be, man. You should be, you should be really proud of yourself, man. Uh, so when I when I when I saw Thank you on you. when I saw you on Saturday, you said that you got offered a fight in Chechnya. Uh, are you gonna take it?
5: Yeah. So they offered me against said, uh Nakhmer Megnov, whatever. But so I signed the contract, and the very next morning, he got an offer from the UFC. <laughs> That's so can he's be in the brother. UFC now. And, uh, yeah, right now I'm kind of like up in the air still. So I've had a lot of bad luck getting fights. Um, dude, Connor said it best when he said there's a lot of pussies in this sport. There really is. And, uh, any and managed right now, I'm managed by, uh, Sucker Punch Entertainment. They manage Max Holloway. They have the most fighters actually in, in North America. But, um, they even told me that, man, we have more problems with you getting fights than we have any other clients. And I've kind of had that my whole career, you know. Um, whether it's guys getting hurt or guys backing out or I guess out of a very violent style, guys that fight, even guys that beat me through decision, they're, they're usually banged up and busted up pretty bad. You know, I, I hit pretty hard and I have a hard chin, so I'm a tough fight for, for, for most guys style. And because of that, it's hard for me to find fights. So.
2: Well man I look man, I
5: just keep positive and keep training and
2: Well you got a great story Rob and I'm I'm honestly I'm ai am a huge fan dude I'm a huge fan I'm a friend I, I think uh, I had such a good time hanging out with you you're such a down to earth guy I think that you should in your uh, free man. time be going to like schools and mm-hmm. fucking making some money on the public speaking circuit right. because you have such a good story man uh I I mean I think there's yeah, a fucking movie I, I, I here Yeah I love
5: you man I think that, I think there's awesome, a movie here I mean, for real it's all about, You know the <laughs> Quality of life, like I said, like look what you do. You're, you're a comedian, dude. Like that—that's huge. That there's laughter is like laughter is like nutrition for the soul, you know. <laughs> and, and and I believe uh, anytime it's just how you help the kids are wrestling. Like I'm I, I'm I'm that's how I want to spend my life doing is influencing others and inspiring other people to be the best them that they could be, you know. So and, and I'm still using martial arts as my platform. That's why I still want to fight so I can build my name and build my brand as much as I can and use martial arts as a platform to go out and, and eventually do stuff like that.
2: I love it, I love it. So where can people find you?
5: Um, so I'm at uh, Emerson underscore MMA uh, on Instagram, MMA.Emerson on Twitter. And um, like I said, I train over there at the lab in Glendale, Arizona with Betson Henderson and John Crouch. So you guys can send stuff there to the gym. and. Uh, Man, just keep an eye out for me. I know I'm still currently the the victory fighting champion, featherweight champion, and um, I, I might be going back to that show or fighting in different shows, but just keep an eye out for me, guys. Uh, I, I really intend to still make some waves in these these larger divisions.
2: Well, thank you so much, man. Have a, have a good rest of the week.
5: My pleasure. Appreciate you guys. All right, Thanks you, Thanks for supporting our sport. Take care.
2: All, Take care. All right. Care. That was Rob Emerson. That's cool. What yeah, a yeah, yeah. Nice dude. Story. Yeah, right? Yeah. I fucking it's like crazy. Like, yeah, guy gets out of jail and fights Jens Paul. <laughs> that would First and, they would fight. never do that now. Like, no, they would never be like, oh hey hey, you have zero fight experience, uh, fight the yeah. champ, and then he and, he and he takes him the distance. Yeah, with a fucking broken arm. It
3: did, it, when he was talking, I got the same thing like
2: Rocky won. like going to. Yeah, like I just got to go the distance. Right? That's cool. That's cool,
4: right? Also. <clears throat> This UFC 223 card was supposed to be headlining by Tony and Khabib. Yeah, I guess the co-main event is going to be Rose versus Joanna for
2: the. You know, I'm 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 happy that they're that they're that they're giving her another fight against because uh, that's uh because I think she deserves it. She won five in a row. Yeah, this whole I mean I understand Garbrandt. Uh, even though I like Garbrandt, I understand. You know, he only he only he never defended this title once. Yeah, he lost the first title defense. So it's mm-hmm. like you're like okay maybe. You know, But when you win five in a row and you're beating the shit out of these fighters, yeah, you got caught, you lost, but let's run it back.
3: So yeah. do you see how that could be like a slap in the face to Jose Aldo after Conor starched him, after he defended the belt for so many years they want to give him that like automatic rematch?
2: I think so, but didn't they want to give him a rematch if some shit went down or something? or like I don't know.
3: I didn't, I didn't hear anything about it. Maybe uh, they did.
2: Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, yeah, they totally should have given him a rematch. Yeah, one thousand percent. But I think that also wasn't the first fight supposed to happen, and they called it off, which is why he fought uh, like something else. Something else happened. He was supposed to fight RDA. Oh, and I was RDA. Then. Yeah, that, that's bullshit. Yeah, if you do, if you have like I think more than three title defenses and you lose, it should be a total. It should be a, a, right. A, you know, I think I think when it's, when it's none, it's hard to say. But even like Cain uh, versus Verdoom that happened like two yeah. in a row, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't. I think uh, the only only issue I see why they wouldn't is because they think Rose is more marketable and they don't want Rose to lose, but that's bullshit. You can't do that. No. So we're going to call Kamaru Usman, a guy who uh, has been all over the news right now. Right. People seem to be very mad at him. Uh, Oh, shit. I'm I'm calling the wrong number. I think I just called what's his name again. Sorry, dude. All right, so uh, here we go. All right. Um, I don't see why people... Look, the, the... the point I think is winning, right? You know, if you win, yeah. I mean, Usman, the other guy, Emil Meek, he was worried that the guy was a better striker, so why get into a fucking striking fight with him, right? I, I just think at the end it was like it, they got mad at the thirty percent comment, right?
4: That's basically it. Yeah. And his report, his performance was really impressive too. I thought. Well, Dana Meek was wasn't good. impressed though. I thought,
2: no. hey, is this Usman? Kamara Usman. Hello. What is it? It's Adam. Uh, hello. Yeah, it's Adam Hunter, may roast roasted podcast. How are you, man?
0: i uh, good. Uh, how are you?
2: Good. Can we do a podcast now? Are you, are you, is that okay? Oh
0: shit! Let me. I'm uh, uh, just waking up. Can we? Can you give me like thirty minutes?
2: Uh, well, I, I got I got Kobe Covington here. Hey, what's up, Usman? You want, you want to fight me? Hello. <laughs> Cause I'll fight you anytime. You say I'm running from you. I ain't running from you. Let's do it. Let's let's do it right now. USA, USA. You
0: hello. That was, that was, that was, that's a horrible. Yeah, that, that's a horrible accent, <laughs> and he didn't talk that much.
2: Anyway, uh, uh, can we just do a quick five minutes? Or uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to bother you. I just, I just thought maybe we could do a quick podcast. Um, I, I, are you, are are you at thirty percent right now? Or are you at uh, 50%, 80%? <laughs> uh, How you doing, man? All right. Here, all right. We'll I was, do it. Listen, I, was, I think yeah, you're getting screwed over. I think. I laying down. Listen, 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 you won that fight. You dominated every minute of the fight. You won. And, and what you were trying to say was that you were not feeling yourself. You weren't saying that you exactly. only gave it 30% of effort, Right.
0: Yeah, that. I mean, that makes no sense if you really think about it. Why would I give 30% effort? I, I'm in this to compete. You know, I meant uh, I was at 30% health. I had a lot of things wrong, I had some really serious injuries, but I didn't want to pull out of the fight because, you know, I like some guys would. They would pull out of the fight and that would completely screw Mac of all the training and things like that, and plus all the talk that he put into it. So I didn't just want to pull out of the fight, so I decided to stick it out, tough it out, and go through it because I know even at 30%, I can still dominate anybody in the world.
2: Right. Exactly. I, I think it was just the way it came across. People were like, oh, they, yeah. you, you know, people were mad, but do you think that, uh, yeah, way, but you still won every it fucking minute of Yeah, what do they want from you?
0: you get emotional. After the fight, so yeah, that's why I came across that way
2: right now um now has 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 Colby responded to your call out?
0: No, I don't know. I kind of unplugged from social media the last like day or two, but no i'm I doubt he responded he's not gonna respond because I'm in the fight he doesn't want, so why would he respond?
2: Yeah, now what do you think about Trump calling your place a shithole? That's bullshit, right. Nigeria. Well, what, th- th- are, that's. Um, were you upset about that? Because he said Nigeria, sure. and I was like, "Dude, I love Nigeria. I, I, I mean, people that are so nice there." And what? What? What is that?
0: No, I try not to, you know, really dig into politics. But of course, when you hear certain things like that, it's upsetting, and it just shows, you know, kind of the bigot mindset that still is in effect. But you know, it is what it is. They can't say that about Nigeria. Nigeria is not a shithole. The only problem is we've got some corrupt leaders who have taken all the money and put it in their account, which kind of dried up the whole country because there's so much money. We have money. We have we have oil. We have, you know, diamonds, gold. We have everything. So many resources in Africa, but it's just, you know, when the politicians take all the money, it leaves everybody dry. But... It's an amazing country. A lot of people don't know this, but the second largest film industry in the world is in Nigeria.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen some great Nigerian porn. Holy shit. It's mm. un- unbelievable. It's, it's just, it's, okay, it's, yeah. No, but everybody, as far as like immigrants from Nigeria, uh, I've met the best people. Uh, I, 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 I can name. I mean, you, the Njigwani brothers, Godfrey. Uh, the, the, there's a lot more. Um, just it's just, just great. Pe- the the nicest yeah. fucking people, most talented people. Uh, Samuel Peter, and I never met him, but he seems like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just what, what what's uh, are you uh, are you kidding me? We we need people. If you weren't here, who would they have booed Saturday night? We need you, <laughs> right?
0: Hello. So, uh, I I didn't hear that. what you
2: say? I said if you weren't here, who would the crowd have booed? Right? I mean, we need people. Uh, we, we need you, Kamaro. So uh...
0: <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> so uh, I don't know. No, you, you. I thought you looked great, man. Honestly, you dominated every minute of the fight, and and you, and you won the fight. Like you won. If you want to boo someone, be, you know, boo Emil Meek. He couldn't figure you out. Uh, uh, that's the p- the point is to win. The point isn't that you go out there and knock the other guy out in 15 seconds. That's never going to happen, and the guys who do that every time end up getting knocked out themselves. You are a smart fighter. A smart fighter. Who-
0: yeah, I mean, the, the issue, I think, was, you know, lately in the last three fights, fans have grown accustomed to me dominating strikers, keeping them up and just beating them up. And you saw in the last fight, I flatlined the guy. And so you know, fans get accustomed to that and they get used to that. When you give them anything different, they don't like it.
2: Right. Now, now the word on the street is that you and Colby might coach the ultimate fighter against each other. Is that true?
0: That's, that's what I would love, but, you know, it, it's up to, always up to the UFC where, you know, they're the judge, you and executioners. So it's always up to them, so. Right. Now, we have to wait and see.
2: Now, uh, now, uh, the fight last week, it was in St. Louis. Uh, Know, right, St. Louis? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you hook up with any yeah. hot St. Louis chicks afterwards?
0: No, absolutely not. Why not? <laughs> My girlfriend was there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that,
2: is it, you, You're saying she's not hot? That's, that's <laughs> What the hell kind of bullshit is that? You, I've seen your girlfriend. She's a very attractive woman, by the way. Very,
0: very, very fit. No, she's,
2: no, yeah. yeah,
0: she's hot, but... No, I was there to take care of business. I had a lot of things to worry about, especially with the injuries and things that were on my mind. So performance was you know just going out there and making sure that I continued on my winning track was on my mind.
2: Well, I want you to know that after that night, I humped my wife for 15 minutes and told her I was only 30% afterwards. So uh, you totally, yeah. you completely...
0: I'm sure she didn't believe
2: really- you. so um, now this weekend Daniel Cormier versus Volkan and then we got Stipe versus Nganu who do do we like in these fights?
0: Uh, Stipe is very talented and well rounded very good champion it's going to be a tough fight but of course I have to ride with my African brother Uh, Francis Nganu yes and uh, Stipe and Volkan man that's I mean, not sleeping with um, Vulcan and DC. Uh, of course, everyone knows DC is the cream of the crowd. You know, tough, tough to Volkan, you know, he put in the time. I had to go through the battles with him every day and I watched him put in the time. So he's going to get whatever he worked for. So he can go, and he's got dynamite in his hands. Everybody knows that. So he can go in and touch DC and put those lights out. So he can't sleep on Vulcan.
2: Now you spar with Volcan for this fight.
0: Did I what? Did you spar with him? Yes, I spar with him quite a bit.
2: I mean, how hard does this guy hit?
0: He hits pretty hard. Pretty <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> really hard. I mean, he's a J sparring partner for a lot of those camps, so you know he's been used to going through the trenches and battling it out. So has, has
2: he? he, he I mean, has that? Is he? Does he hit harder than anyone that you've ever sparred with?
0: I don't know. I mean, I sparred with AJ. I oh spar yeah, with Rashad. Fuck. Like these guys hit hard. Like so, there's a lot of guys that hit hard. So, so yeah, he hit hard.
2: He have was, you ever yeah, seen AJ I'm, and Volkan not, spar? Have I what? Have you ever watched AK, uh, uh, AJ? AJ uh, Anthony Johnson and, and and Volkan spar. You ever watched them spar?
0: Yeah, I watched them spar. I sparred with both of them uh, several times.
2: Who wins? Who wins those sparring contests? Volkan or AJ?
0: I mean, I'm not gonna say who wins those. come on, guys. tell us <laughs> give us a give us <laughs> some. For a lot of for a lot of those sports where a j was training at the height of his career. Vulcan was one of his main training partners. so and he survived. So you know that would tell you something that he's the, he's tough enough to be there.
2: So Volkan, so you're you're saying Volkan dominated him every time in sparring, because that's what we're going to put for the title of the podcast. Volkan (laughs) destroyed Anthony Johnson in sparring. By the
0: way, I got to... You can put that, but you saw what Anthony did to all his opponents. So you can put whatever you want to put. That's
2: a very good point. By the way, you you do a great job commenting for uh, Titan FC. I got to say, man, you you do a really good job. You have a, a future in broadcasting.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, man.
2: No. no, it's true. I'm 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 very impressed, man. I honestly think I think people don't know you like, I know you. I mean, we've hung out thousands of times, and uh, I, I honestly, I, I, you're a good, good guy, man. You're a guy, you came from nothing. You came out here. You were at the Olympic Training Center. You had to plunge toilets there. You worked your ass off. You, you never made the team. Everybody was like, kind of looked at you, and they were like, oh, that's Usman. Uh, good luck with your career. And now look at you, man. You're killing it. You're killing it, bro.
0: Uh well, uh I don't know if I pledge toilets, but <laughs> <laughs> uh Um, yeah, you know, it, it just it's just the hard work. I, I worked and worked and put in the time and you know, uh I have big goals for myself. I didn't get into this to just be another guy. So and I'm gonna do what I do best. I'm gonna keep winning until they can't deny me a spot.
2: So uh Rafael dos Años versus Tyron Woodley, who do you think wins?
0: Tyron Woodley, first round devastating KO. Uh
2: Woodley versus Colby Covington.
0: Thirty seconds devastating KO. <laughs> <chaos.
2: laughs> Tyron Woodley. So then why aren't you calling out Woodley then?
0: Even see, I'm I'm a realist. I'm realistic. There I, I don't I don't like guys that just jump in and just because they have one win they're oh yeah, I'm gonna call out the champion. That makes no sense. That's not a fight you're ever going to get. It makes no sense. I'm, I'm a realist. I know I'm about two fights, one or two fights away from Woodley. I'm going to focus on those one or two fights, something that can realistically happen. What is the point of me calling the guy which they're not going it, to It's just running in your mouth and making noise. I call out Woodley. They're not going to give me Woodley. None of the top ten guys would agree to fight me. Why the hell would they give me Woodley? And, you know, I'm a realist. I'm going to focus on the guys that makes sense that I, I know I can get, like, Kobe Covington. I, once I beat him up, then obviously people are like, oh, shit, this guy's ready. Then I'll call out Woodley. But there's no point in making noise and blowing smoke. I'm here to be, be a real, I'm a real guy. So I'm here to be real and not just here for entertainment.
2: Tony Ferguson, Khabib, who wins that fight? Khabib. How?
0: however he wants.
2: Wow, oh, look man. at that. Look at that. Uh, this weekend, Chael Sonnen versus Rampage, the fight that we're all waiting for. Uh, <laughs> who wins this fight?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, it depends on which Rampage shows up. If Rampage has been training, then I want to give it to Rampage. But if a 265-pound Rampage <laughs> comes in that hasn't really been training, then I give it to Chael. My decision.
2: Has anybody ever embarrassed you in sparring? Like have you ever been like got fucked up? You're like, man, I don't yes. who?
0: Rashad Evans. Wow. Look at
2: that. Bad. Really? Wow, that's that's yeah, that's about, that's, about three
0: years ago. He three three years ago three, four years ago. He was on the road for a while. You know, this was yeah, about four years ago when he was still before the knee injuries. Right. He was uh He was on the road, and I'm like, oh, he hasn't been training in a month. He ain't got shit. I've been training nonstop for like eight months. Oh, he can't do anything. He comes in the sparring cold, not even warmed up. Beats the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) He just dog shit out of me. I just remember going home that whole day and I didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah,
2: but you got, you got better. That's the thing, man. It's like same with comedy. You don't get better from the shows you kill. It's yeah, when you bomb. Exactly. When you bomb and you have to think, I don't belong here. What have I done? Why am I doing this? That's when you come back and that's what gets you better. Unfortunately, you have to be there when you bomb and you got to be there when you get your shit out of you. So, uh, yeah, 1,000%. And I've, I've bombed plenty of times. So, yeah. Uh, I hear you. Um, now Rashad has seven kids. Uh, have you told them to kind of use protection at any time? Or I mean, I know you're friends with them.
0: Oh, uh, he has four kids, not
2: seven. <laughs> four that he knows of. Uh, but, I mean, aren't you? Aren't you a friend? Don't you say, hey, Rashad? Listen, man, you're having too many kids. You might just want to, you know, use protection.
0: Uh, no, I haven't had that talk. He's he's the big brother. I can't give him those talks.
2: All right. How many kids do you have?
0: I have one daughter. Oh,
2: congratulations. Uh, how how old?
0: She's three and a half.
2: Are you are you going to have her wrestle? Hell no. <laughs> really? She's a gymnast.
0: Uh, ge- She's a gymnast, but she uh she hits mitts and stuff. So she she works on the back So she knows how to throw a punch.
2: What, did, she, did she get mad at you for saying the 30% comment? Was she, when you came home and she was like, Daddy, it wasn't clear what you meant?
0: No, she didn't get mad. Uh, she, uh, she thought I was talking about juice or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, listen, buddy. Thank, I know you're tired. You're not even going to remember this in the morning, uh, even, though, even though it's totally normal to nap at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, but, but listen, thank you for being on the podcast. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of yours uh, I hope you get I hope you win the belt one day I, I think you will you have all the talent in the world man so uh, thank
0: you I appreciate it man I appreciate it thank you take care buddy alright
2: see you buddy bye
0: alright bye bye
2: alright I think
3: my, I just did another podcast the other day an MMA podcast my hot take was that he'll coach against Covington beat Covington in the fight uh, Woodley beats RDA uh, December card this year those two will fight
2: for the belt I don't know it's, I mean I think Woodley's a lot of RDA, what else, but... I, I, him and Covington it's an interesting fight you know I think I think he could I think either uh, I don't know it's a tough fight mm-hmm. I think Camaro, Camaro's a fucking beast for anybody yeah but, but Woodley has a, uh, I mean but Covington's got a great pace yeah but they both don't like each other mm-hmm. so um, that'll be a great fight I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to see that. Basically, season. whoever comes on the podcast last is who I'm going to say is going to win. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they'll be walking yeah. you down to the. But I like both those guys. I think I think Camaro could be champion. I, I know yeah. he could be champion. Yeah, you know, I, I know he could be champion. The guy, he's got all the tools. Yeah, and, he's, and his striking's better. He, it's scary how good he is. This guy's in running with that guy. I mean, just the talent and the, and the, and he's a hardworking guy.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
2: a nice guy too.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so uh, and I I'm he, good for him going on so, going off social media. Yeah, that's enough. Fighters don't do that because uh, they get too wrapped up in what everyone else thinks. And it's it's uh, Dwayne Perkins had a great joke about how like back in the day, like how it's way too accessible to, to to boo people now. Like back in the day, let's yeah. say you didn't like Lionel Richie, you'd like buy yeah. tickets to his concert, yeah. go in the front, boo him, and then you're sitting there, you're like, oh, this is some good Commodore songs. By the time the end, you actually end up liking the yeah. guy. Now all you gotta do is write a tweet, and that you know. person might see it. You know, yeah. But uh, anyway, what do you got coming up?
4: I got Ween Dog Radio, and I just made a big announcement on Ween Dog Radio. I'm, a, I'm starting a rapper group, so <laughs> what? <laughs> go, go listen to Ween Dog Radio. Check it out for the details. Follow me on Twitter at the Ween Dog W-E-E-N-D-A-W-G, and that's it. Have you ever rapped before? Oh, yeah. Really? No, not really. Oh, and and who's, who's in this group? <clears throat> it's me and this other rapper named Lil Pino. Um <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know if I'm gonna go with uh, Ween Dog as my rap name. Oh, why? Why, why, wouldn't you? why wouldn't you? I mean, it's
2: so successful in other areas. <sighs>
4: I know, dude. Maybe I might have to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. yeah. Everyone
2: knows Ween Dog. I I can't believe that you're gonna be a rapper.
4: Yeah. This is this is
2: major news. Yeah, I wanted to ask you if I could make a,
4: a, a MMA roasted official like theme song. You know what I'm saying? I would or be upset if you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right, <laughs> dude. That's that's,
2: it. that's the only way this is gonna work. <laughs> okay. Uh, Appreciate it. And then what do you got coming up?
3: Um, every Thursday night in Santa Monica at Bear Burger, I run a the grass fed comedy show, and uh, you can see some of my writings. I'm writing for MMA Sucker now, so go head over there and check out a couple of the articles I just posted.
2: Nice, so. nice, nice. All right, good. And uh, this week I'm in Seattle. Seattle, Washington, recorded my CD. I'll be there tomorrow night, Saturday, Friday and Saturday, uh, 8 and 10, Friday and Saturday. And then next week, Calgary at the Comedy Cave. Hit me up for tickets to Calgary, Comedy Cave. And then uh, February, I'm all over the world. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I got a lot of stuff coming up. So uh, hit me up. Uh, follow Adam Comedian. Also, give us a good re- review on, um, on iTunes. Also, listen, people, this is important. If you ever shop on Amazon.com, if you buy stuff off Amazon, go to my website adamhunter.com and click my banner. That I have a two Amazon banners there, and then go through that way. It helps me out. Uh, the, I'm, I'm part of the uh, affiliate Amazon program, and then so go through my banner at Amazon on adamhunter.com. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how you want to do it. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, uh, Speedweed. Thank you to uh Kamara Usman, thank you to Rob Emerson, thank you Justin. Yeah. You're a great guy. I want to have you Thanks. back on. And thank you Ween Dog. Good. Take care
4: sauce. guys.
1: See you. Trap trap don't